1: I'm Billy, and you book a mess with me—that's right, Killings. Look at me—I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now.
3: Where to?
0: <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome everybody to Wrestle Roasts. I am your host, Dan saint germain Today we got the roast of Batista—a big show. We're gonna review Double or Nothing. Talk the recent firings and determine whether or not God or Brother Devon is the worst grimmick. Before we get into it, uh, I want to thank all our patrons. Uh, we keep growing every week uh, for roasts. Coming up, we've got Sting, Rob Van Dam with Chris Kubas, uh, Cody Rhodes with Amy Miller, and Mike. What are our next four roasts?
3: All right, so I, I booked all of our July roast um, for July 1st, uh, which is near 4th of July. We're celebrating America with the American dream himself. Oh, you're moving to my ears. Dusty Rhodes. Uh, then July 8th, uh, Dustin. So we're going to do the whole Rhodes family in three weeks.
0: The bizarre one.
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, then- like Terry Runnels.
0: <laughs> then july it's really fi-
3: gonna turn into a roast, of terry <laughs> then july 15th keep the patriotic thing going kurt angle oh god damn that's a big one yeah uh july 22nd we've got lita whoa and rounding out july 29th uh bad Bunny's favorite wrestler booker t oh my god what a what a what a crew
0: folks so we got some exciting shows coming up going to tag in and talk about our patreon um you know we've been doing something of sports entertainment with this this week i did a 22 minute broadway by myself it was, it was it was real fun um we got um on june 7th this this monday folks we've been building this up for a while it's probably our most anticipated patreon episode yet the roast of CM Punk we're also going to be covering CM Punk's UFC fights both of them don't worry it's not long and his <laughs> first uh post fight speech uh then June 14th we got an off week June 21st Hell in a Cell June 28th Mr. Mike Lawrence is going to host when he casts the Avengers and other comic book uh Ma- Mike whatever you want to do uh with W with uh me, me
3: me and Robert are going to recast the MCU with wrestlers
0: oh MCU okay so we'll yeah, yeah. do DC, we'll do DC another one um yeah. then july 5th we got the roast of jim Cornette and uh his famous dairy queen call. july 12th we're off july 19th we're gonna have money in the bank july 26th no mercy 2005 we're gonna review it why are we gonna review it because mr robert Carpolis, who will be hosting was on the creative team <laughs> and august 2nd we will have the roast of billy corgan Rounding out our summer will be the Roast (laughs) of the Rock. So, man, we got a fucking packed summer, guys. I'm pumped.
1: It's Robert. a cruel, cruel summer. Black <laughs> Lawrence is roasting, and Robert is here too, and so is <laughs> <laughs> You really
0: gave up on that
2: last word. It's worth paying for the lyrics that. Robert, thing, what's the main event of this? Uh, no and no Scott's reviewing
3: an AEW pay-per-view, so he's too excited to make fun of himself.
2: <laughs>
0: Robert, what's uh, what's what's the main event of this No Mercy pay-per-view?
2: That's Batista, Eddie Guerrero, and Eddie's last pay-per-view match. Wow,
3: wow. The, so I'm the main event event is robert and unemployment
2: <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes. we recreate my exit interview beat by beat
3: oh i
0: would love to be a fly on the wall for your exit interview just Watch just as... just breaking down why why the questions suck
3: find out what robert Carpalis and braun strowman have in common <laughs> <laughs> It's not just their hairlines, folks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's start this fucker. We're gonna uh, kick off with bright side of the ring. That's where we put over the guy we're about to bury. And like almost every week, there's a lot of good things to say about Mr. Dave Batista. I love. I'll kick it off. I love heel Batista. I love heel Batista's promos. Originally, we were gonna do a show in hell where we did the gimme what I want promo. We don't have enough time to do that today because we got a packed show, uh, but it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic promo, even though they fucked it up. It's one of the few promos in WWE that they fucked up, but it actually turned out better. And Although like when I hear a wrestler say, gimme what I want, I'm assuming it's health insurance. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the kiss my ass promo is fantastic. The fat chicks promo, which is in the signature theme of our show. Uh, And one of my favorites, which is often slept on, is the last promo he did, the Raw, before WrestleMania 35. Now, WrestleMania 35 is not on my bright list, um, but the promo beforehand was just a montage of Batista beating Triple H's ass. And then at the very end of it, he just says, Hunter, kiss my ass. It was... (laughs) Genuinely funny, his, his, his timing is great. I thought he had great feuds with The Undertaker. I had great and really great matches with The Undertaker. I thought he had a great feud with Hunter. The matches were you know hit and miss. Um, he did the right thing for the business with Daniel Bryan and then he put the shield all over. He is a fantastic actor. He is the closest WWE star I think. Uh, that will come to getting an Oscar. I don't, I don't know if it will do. He, he did go after Mike Saranovich. A lot of people on uh, Twitter, you know, which is ballsy, whether or not you're, you know, a Republican or a Democrat. And most importantly, probably a very nice penis. Mike, what do you think of Batista? <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> I'm hooked on a feeling and it's Batista's penis. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, the best wrestling actor. Um, you know uh, I'm a big Marvel guy and him as Drax is amazing uh, I think that uh, it's the best performance by a wrestler in a movie I said it Um, because uh, even in uh, Infinity War his humor sticks out from everybody else's some of that's the writing but I what think about some- Jake
0: the snake and peanut butter falcon
3: but i i think that uh you know he or 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 uh, randy savage and crash um but but i i think i think that uh as a performer you know uh it took a while for him to come into his own but you gotta say like in in terms of affection evolution did its job the point of evolution was get those two young guys over and they did you know orden and batista both you know, uh, fucking main eventers. Uh, and he also, yeah, he does. I, I, I hear nothing but good stories about him as a guy. He seems like a smart guy. He seems like a nice guy. The fact that he bailed on the hall of fame, probably because he just didn't want to do it in front of nobody makes me respect him more. <laughs> he just <laughs> seems like a dude who, you know, look, he got into wrestling, but in his mid thirties, um, you know, he seems like he's lived a life. Uh and uh he seems like the kind of guy that you actually want to root for as a dude and and one of the few people who doesn't seem to have much of an ego on screen. Like even when he's getting booed and stuff, you could see he's like just kind of having fun. So that's that's my positives. I will I
1: I will say because I did listen to a lot of Batista interviews for this. Um there was definite anger during and after the Daniel Bryan and you know how people kind of hijacked his mania and booed him and and he genuinely thought it was unfair and was really pissed off at creative and would let it be known constantly, which is one of the reasons I kind of like him. I like that. He's just able to, to say what he feels like saying, uh, he has just... oftentimes he's right. I mean, I agree with him politically. He's had a hell of a life before wrestling uh, and he tried hard when he was wrestling. It's not like he's a guy who happened upon it. Like, okay, Kevin Nash, right? It's like a similar, oh, you have a great look, try to do this thing. But then Kevin Nash gets like lazy where Batista seems like he was working hard the whole time, even though I don't particularly like him as a wrestler at all. And I, I actually, I don't, I don't think he's a great actor. I'm happy he's in things though. Cause I like him a lot, um, but like Drax the Destroyer, I mean, the idea is be a bad actor. So th- I don't I even. Think that's know. I that's hard. No, no. analysis is very. I don't know. Like, it.
0: like, have you seen some like really good actors playing stupid people? They fuck it up all the time. Well, I know, but have stupid.
1: you ever seen a stupid person play a stupid person? No, it, they come off stupid, and that's what <laughs> Dave Batista did. <laughs>
3: No, I I disagree with that. You feel the emotional connection he has with Mantis. You feel the loss for his family. I just want to say about the yeah, 2014. It's a
1: creep and, and and you got sucked in by by the music and the and the CGI. <laughs> All right. We'll go go and put a in the popcorn. Oh man, we're really good. guys. This well,
0: isn't a this isn't a roast battle show. Dude, Guardians it's, of the, the Galaxy is my
1: favorite Marvel movie. Well, I hope Scott- I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. Oh, Dave Bautista was a fantastic actor in marvel's endgame yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna, not gonna lie gonna let you. i'm not gonna like the you... thing a lot i can say he sucks at acting but i loved it you can I'm not say, let that. You
3: say that he's the same as the dude who played chewbacca peter Mahoney. brother like... did you ever see the
1: rock and rampage you talk to- you talking best actor <laughs> in a wrestling movie <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I think that, just to talk about the 2014 thing well, for can, a sec-
0: can I, I'm sorry, can I just oh, drop yeah. this in the mic and you can totally take it? But I will argue, Scott, he's great in Blade Runner and very different from
1: Garner. He's from barely Marvel. in Blade Runner and I'm pretty sure there's no lines in Blade Runner. I saw it and it's just walking around and then uh, and then uh, like a CGI Elvis singing. Right, no, Mike, he has barely idea. any dialogue. He wears tiny glasses and is like, hey. What are you um, doing here? All right
3: uh well we Give don't trust Oscar. we don't have Scott on a movie podcast for a reason uh, <laughs> Scott
1: will not be
3: on me and
2: robert's uh mc <laughs> No, I'll make
1: sure to be a, in the hospital that week.
2: No, but him recast, he, sorry, yeah. It'll him recasting him wanting to recast Spawn. You guys don't understand. Spawn was the greatest yeah. comic book movie ever you, made. John Leguizamo like was a god. Oh, I you love guys, Robert, movies, I mean. Robert. You guys Mike, are bitches. You, you don't like the Phantom.
0: <laughs> Robert, are Robert, and Mike. <laughs> in, uh, in, Robert and Mike, in terms of. Um, Like, can you recast for that episode, like, Bizarro versions of me and Scott, like, Bizarro Superman? Just get, like, the nerdy versions of us? Dan St. Germain will be
3: played by a human being. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, but I was going to just quickly say the 2014 thing, I mean, he's right to be annoyed by it. It's also, why would you book him before the movie came out? It made no fucking sense because he became a big star because of the movie. just have not come after. And and then he was cheered when he came back as a heel. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Robert, I know you haven't talked yet, so go for it, buddy.
2: So yeah, so Batista was my champion when I was on Creative. uh, So I have a lot of love and respect for Batista. He was a tremendous amount of fun to work with. Uh, He was great just waiting to do pre-tapes and just shooting the shit with him. Uh, He always delivered when he was champion and he took it seriously. He was a guy who was the muscle of evolution and very rarely does the muscle of any group wind up ascending to being the top baby face in the company. He just sort of had this charisma to him and there was a lot of lightning in in the bottle and there was a lot of talk of, was it going to be Batista? Was it going to be Cena? Who was going to be the top guy? And Dave knew what his position was. He was fine to be the anchor of Raw when they moved him to SmackDown because we needed the, the the star power for Friday Night SmackDown. He was fine being the, the star power on SmackDown. He was a reliable promo who got so much better as he got more comfortable over time. Uh, he was booked to look smart. Um, it, was, it was fun You know, I was in I was on TV segments with him a couple of times. I've talked about that before where horrible things happen to me on on camera. Uh, He's a very smart actor in terms of what he picked, because he got he got hooked up with several major franchises. He's in the Bond movies. He's in the he's in the Marvel movies. He's in Blade Runner. He's in this Army of the Dead movie, which for as stupid as that movie theoretically seems pretty good. Seems pretty good. The reviews for him were good. Netflix did massive numbers for it, mainly because of the zombie angle that we saw on pay-per-view, I think drove eyeballs to it. But <laughs> He picks his roles smartly. There's a lot of wrestlers who just will take whatever cash grab. I'm going to be in a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie and I'm going to be, you know, extra number four in universal soldier 19. He tried to do different roles and, and do different things and does seem to be taking it seriously and he's a great outspoken ambassador and that he says what's on his mind. He bad mounts creative when creative is bad. He did it a few weeks ago when he's like, why are you guys having Oscar lose? That seems stupid. He doesn't care. He knows that he doesn't need them anymore. They need him and they will continue to call him back. Uh, he's not afraid to be outspoken politically. Uh, he's not afraid to just be outspoken in general, even if he did block me on Twitter after following me for a while. So kind of fuck you for that, Dave. But overall, the great... <laughs> career trajectory of debuts out of nowhere makes a name for himself and then was very selfless in pretty much everything he did on his way out and is now determined to be the first wrestler in wrestling history to retire and mean it so we'll see in three years he may
0: not come back but that's so because his body's broken and yes.
3: and he's gonna he's gonna be in dune I mean, that's a, oh, that's going to be a big fucking movie. Yeah.
0: Huge movie. Oh,
2: that's going to be like, home- I feel like that's going to be homework. Like, I'm like preparing to sit through that, <laughs> like an AP exam. Like, it's going to, I'm sure I've it'll never be fine. Been Dune but- guy. Yeah, I've never been a but Dune guy. It says a lot that, you know,
3: he's done multiple movies with James Gunn. I know James Gunn wanted him for the Suicide Squad. And he was like, I'll be an Army of the Dead instead. And then also, was it, his name's Denny Villeneuve, the guy who did Blade Runner. And yeah. dude, like. So if you're getting rehired by the same directors, like, you're doing something right, Scott. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, Zach, he has uh, a specific look. He looks alien. He looks different than everybody in the world. And you cast that. You think Arnold Schwarzenegger was an awesome actor? Well, no, but his I movies mean, I, were. I, I and, enjoy and guess a what? The I, would, in the I would freak out if I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and I'd probably freak out if I saw Batista. And you know what? That's maybe two of four people I'd freak out over that's not true but but i do hold him in high regard and i think he's awesome i think as a wrestler there are two different kinds of batistas and the batista when he buzzed his head is the only one worth talking about the other one we're lying and we're rewriting history he was terrible and we hated it dude we're getting to it we're getting to it we're getting to it
0: Oh, sorry. oh, by the way, the,
1: uh, the
3: other two people, Scott, would freak out about meeting the jerky boys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I lost my shoes and my glasses. <laughs> Zach, are you, Zach, are you a Batista guy? Uh,
0: no, I wasn't. I did not like Batista. Uh, I'll be honest with you guys. Well, you know, I think that's the perfect way to start off the roast, Zach. <laughs> it's time for the roast of Dave Batista. Zach, pick, uh, pick number one.
3: Uh, let's get started with Mike. All right. Uh I'm actually going to start this with uh, JR. All right, I'll tell you about this goddamn barista who got mad at me for telling her my name was Let's fuck sometime. Oh, Batista. We're talking about Batista. <laughs> Today we're roasting Batista. I haven't been this unexcited since he won the Royal Rumble. He's an inspiration. He's an inspiration to middle-aged half-Filipino guys with tummy tattoos everywhere. his belly button just looks like he has an asshole on his stomach (laughs) normally a wrestler has to tell Sonny to get on top to get that effect (laughs) they brought him back for his big return to main event Wrestlemania before his big Marvel movie came out Good timing there, Vince. Did you not realize the same fat nerds that love wrestling are the same fat nerds that love comic
1: books?
3: (laughs) Being Drax was perfect for him since he was always green in the ring. I love him as Drax. He looks like if the Hulk quit the Avengers to work at a Pacific (laughs) Sunwear. A lot of people that love him as Drax didn't even know he was a wrestler. Another reason that ignorance is bliss. He's much better at guarding the galaxy than he ever was at entertaining the WWE universe. (laughs) He loves gay people and walks slowly to the ring. They built a better warrior. (laughs) (laughs) He has a unique skill that transferred perfectly from his days in wrestling to movies. It's called not being able to sell any tickets on his own. (laughs) Cena should be in a movie with him so he could do most of the heavy lifting there too. (laughs) Uh, His finisher is the Batista Bomb Which is just any movie at the box office That he's the main star of (laughs) He was known for being Very injury prone in the ring But bounced it out by making sure he hurt other people too (laughs) <laughs> on his wikipedia page it says he was rejected by the wcw power plant when the head trainer sarge told batista he would never make it in wrestling wikipedia left out the following sentence now if you'll excuse me i'm training those future stars of the business sean o'hare and chunk palumbo
1: <laughs>
3: uh, finally he was supposed to wrestle eddie the night that eddie passed but eddie decided to take the much less painful way out <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: Oh, Oh, Michael Lawrence, everybody. Michael Lawrence. Who we got next, Zach? Robert. All right. Uh, uh.
2: It's great that Batista was in a stable called Evolution, despite looking like he'd be somewhere in the middle of the evolutionary chart. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like a caveman that would also do gay porn. (laughs) (laughs) You got to give it to him, though. He's got a hell of a physique. But to be fair, you have to be big and strong when you have a sun tattoo on your belly button. (laughs) He debuted on TV as Deacon Batista, where he prayed to Reverend Devon for a better gimmick. You know Vince McMahon's a creative genius when he decided to change Dave's in-ring name from Batista to Batista. Goddamn, pal, that you is going to hold you back. (laughs) How bad do you have to be at promos for creative to know they could only trust you to give a thumbs up Or a thumbs down. (laughs) Batista got injured so many times, they were thinking of renaming his character Diesel. (laughs) Batista played a Bond villain. Triple H auditioned for the role, but insisted the character be called No Job. Batista looked great in Guardians of the Galaxy, further proof that the Marvel Universe doesn't have a wellness policy. (laughs) (laughs) Batista played Drax, a charisma-free, jacked-up monster who does nothing but yell and throw punches. It was such a stretch for him, I'm shocked he didn't tear a quad. (laughs) Wrestler, movie star, MMA fighter, outspoken political figure. Batista's basically just a successful CM Punk. (laughs) I walk for miles inside this pit of danger. But enough about when he fucked Melina. (laughs) Batista was not the only athlete in his family, as his ex-wife was a competitive pole dancer. She loved being married to Dave because she liked being able to practice on an inanimate object. (laughs) Batista starred in Army of the Dead, which surprisingly wasn't a documentary about the WWE creative team. <laughs> batista grew up loving superheroes he collects lunch boxes and action figures and is active in liberal politics he's basically what would happen if mike lawrence was given a gym membership <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it
0: oh that was awesome robert great job who we got next Dan. oh that's me <laughs> Never before has this podcast covered something so impressive whose length spans generations. But enough about Batiste's dick. He looks like what would happen if you watered a tramp stamp with HGH. (laughs) (laughs) Batiste is a great actor, whether it be in Guardians of the Galaxy or telling his wife that the sound in the background wasn't (laughs) Molina. Shout out to Mrs. Anderson. He's uh, 300 pounds, but wrestled like he's 600. Batista is what would happen if Rock actually read his scripts before agreeing to do the movie. <laughs> Drax the Drax the Destroyer is what Jim Cornette calls his wife's pussy. His greatest contribution to WrestleMania is ruining it. Uh, he won the tag titles with Flair who outside the ring is Dave if the girls didn't want it. <laughs> I Walk Alone was actually about everyone who saw Stuber in the theaters. (laughs) (laughs) He's the first wrestler who could win an Oscar unless you want to count the time Mark Merrow's face won special effects. (laughs) The Batista bomb looks like what would happen if Ahmed Johnson did the Pearl River plunge now. (laughs) He used to have more tattoos, but the one on his nut escaped to Cody Rhodes' neck. (laughs) Triple H spent an entire match working his nose ring and that's the part that's watchable. (laughs) His greatest acting feat will be in Dune when he attempts to make Timothy Chalamet look masculine. (laughs) Uh, Chris Pratt became a Republican after reading Dave's Twitter. (laughs) His back tattoo is my least favorite Sublime album. (laughs) He collects lunchboxes Oh, sorry. That was left over from the roast of Jerry Waller. <laughs> he, uh, uh, I can't do no more. I can't keep doing pedophile jokes.
1: Yes, he was hesitant can. to do what we yes, do in the shadows because
0: he thought it was about the Ring Boy scandal. Hey, oh, I lied. You still so got it. <laughs> and and uh, if Batista stopped doing steroids, his cock would return to Loch Ness. <laughs> he got fined a hundred thousand dollars by Vince McMahon during his match with Jericho for blading, even though it was actually cherry from the Danish and Jericho's trunks. All right, folks, that's it for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, okay, sorry, once the cat was coming in the room. Okay, here we go. Batista looks like the son of South Park Satan and Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Most may know him as Drax the Destroyer, but we know him as Dave the Home wrecker. <laughs> Guy so injury prone, I changed his name from Drax to Draws. Oh man. They're all they're all they're laughing in silence. <laughs> He was born in Washington, DC. The difference between him and the DC sniper is the DC sniper had range. (laughs) This one's for the kids. He has Oscar worthy performances. Oscar the Grouch that is, belongs in the trash. (laughs) Lou Ferrigno, except you wish you were deaf. (laughs) If If Marvel was WWE, Vision would have been fired for not caring that Drax fucked (laughs) Wanda. He's like if The Rock couldn't read off paper. (laughs) He looks like he started working out after hearing Wright Said Fred's I'm Too Sexy. (laughs) Vince thought of Deacon Batista when he overheard Fit Finley say, Have you seen the deke on Batista? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I think that may
0: be our favorite joke ever. Oh, that is
2: so
1: stupid. So So dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Batista tagged with Rey Mysterio, but what many don't know is during their run, Rey had to miss a few shows, so Batista put a mask on his dick and no one noticed the difference. (laughs) stupid. He has a tattoo of the sun around his belly button and Mickey ears around his asshole. Between the tan and the belly button tattoo, I guess Batista is the sun's bitch. (laughs) He looks like the final boss in a tanning salon. <laughs> Dan, I had the same His tattoos look like they're paid to the estate of Sublime. He looks like he doesn't practice Santeria and he ain't got no crystal ball. <laughs> what an accomplishment in wrestling to be half Filipino, half Greek, and not have Vince book you as Italian mobster. <laughs> He looks like he does the porn where the guy's a stripper and then all the ladies at the bachelor party blow him. Right, Dan? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I know what that is. Like if you saw a sex tape of his, you go, is that Nelly's Hot in here playing in the background? <laughs> <laughs> and finally, my favorite thing of his uh, is when he fought Shawn Michaels in a stretcher match, a match that was inspired by former OVW booker Jim Cornette when Jim stood in the corner of his bedroom and shouted at Batista, stretcher. Yeah. <laughs> oh my <God.
0: laughs> Oh, That's Jesus good. Christ, oh, the of Dave Batista. That was a fun one, folks. Deacon <laughs> Batista. Our first shirt has got to be Deacon De- Batista. <laughs> oh, um, all right, folks, let's get to modern wrestling now. We're gonna review this past Saturday's double or nothing
3: pay per view. Today, uh, we are being sponsored by uh, Manscaped. Uh, support for Wrestle Roast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Sounds like something uh, Lanny Poffo wrote. Um, <laughs> Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. It's a cool lawnmower, not the Juan Deer the Mexico's rode in on. <laughs> Join over 2 million men worldwide who just manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code roast20 at manscaped.com. Now I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0 and I'm blown away by the performance here is my testicle-monial. Uh, <laughs> He's I showing once, us uh, his
1: balls, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my balls. Yeah, yeah. My
3: Mahoney's. Uh, I once tried manscaping myself, and my balls were so ugly, they could be called Mahoney's. And uh, <laughs> men's grooming is even more delicate and has to be done with more precision than John Cena navigating the waters of Chinese politics. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And with the Longmore 4.0, you can achieve that. Uh, Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. A blade so comfortable that it is probably in Abdullah the Butcher's shoe right now. Uh, it's safe and effective, unlike a crash pad Jericho lands on. <laughs> Men... If your beard's anything like mine, Dan's or any other wrestling fan you can think of, you're wondering, hey, my face looks like pubes. I could just use the same trimmer on both, but no, that's gross and you're weird for doing that. I used this thing the other day and me and my wife were so happy that she's even going to be okay with the $50 AEW pay-per-view on my cable bill. (laughs) It's time to get your own ball hair and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time. Use the promo code roast 20 at manscape.com. That's roast 20 at manscape.com. And thank you to Manscape for sponsoring our show.
0: Uh,
3: I want to start out by saying this
0: pay-per-view was the opposite of Tony Khan's promo on Friday night. It was <laughs> fantastic. It was one of the best shows I've, it just probably the best, definitely the best show I've seen in 2021. Uh, there was so many highlights. Uh, I loved. I love this pay-per-view start to finish. I love this interview so, so much. And I was coming from like, a, you know, like a nine hour trip from Iowa, you know, and I still thought it was just, just phenomenal. So, you know, I, I, I thought it was great. I did not see the riho Serena Deeb match. Uh, if somebody did take it away.
1: It was uh, good. Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah. I really liked
0: it. I really, really liked it. Uh, I heard she and, worked heel and Riho was a baby face.
1: Yeah, man. And the crowd was just freaking the fuck out. And Dude, the uh, crowd
0: was the MVP of the night. The crowd was phenomenal. Yeah.
1: yeah and Riho yeah. uh, lives here now. I guess she moved here for good. She's not traveling back and forth. So she'll be on TV more, I guess. Is she Kenny Omega's girlfriend? No. Okay. I heard a rumor that she was his
3: girlfriend. Yeah, she <laughs> she, no. she moved to america from a fat white guy's dreams
0: uh, <laughs> where she was before this <laughs> it's kind of weird because like she dresses like a nine-year-old but her face looks like like you know a woman in her 30s so it just feels like a horror movie you know <laughs> where you're just dude, like, Wait, what? Uh,
3: dude, you it's like a horror movie for pedophiles
0: i thought i was gonna get to fuck a kid
3: <laughs> you can't find like aw action figures anywhere except hers like <laughs> her figure because it looks like steve perry from journey it's not even her fault just the figure looks terrible <laughs> dude we should
0: roast Riho one week what a shitty thing to do <laughs> i love Riho. yeah, yeah she's Obviously. Good. well guys let's get to the uh main card uh we open with a very good opener Adman hangman adam page i don't know why i said adnan I, i'm still traumatized from adnan kirk
3: i also don't know why you said the show was on saturday when it was on sunday but it hey. was on sunday sorry
0: all right i'm sorry mike if the youtube I, comment became a person mike
2: he was in, he was in iowa time works differently there it's still 1974 in iowa Look, right now
3: you either get one snarky comment from me or three snarky tweets
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> or twenty from Robert. <laughs> um, it was. Uh, I mean, I thought this was was a uh, uh, was a really good match. Cage looked really like probably this is the best cage match. I thought he did a little bit too much. I thought Taz was great on commentary. I loved the finish and uh, the talk. Uh, you know, the talk of the whole match was. Brian Hangman's page, Hangman page. No, I'm sorry, Brian Cage's. Jesus, guys, these all rhyme. So Brian Cage's outfit, uh, which wasn't, I guess it wasn't Terminator. It was, I don't know, Mike, what was
3: that? Um, it
1: was a mess. It was a,
3: (laughs) it was a, it was a jock beating up a nerd. (laughs) and not realizing how dumb he looked it was it was amazing it was it was so great because you know I always say like AEW they just let you go out there and be yourself that's who this guy is like this is the guy who you know wants to see Dune but no one's invited him yet and (laughs) guys I love this shit too um no he's you know I I thought the match was great but yeah that outfit was hilarious and, and not Uh, you know, that's what you get when you buy a
2: outfit from the Jacksonville
3: party city. (laughs) (laughs) Robert, what do you think of this match?
2: You know what? It was predictable. And that was the best thing you you can get in a match sometimes. This needed to set up Adam Page getting his win back. You needed to set up Brian Cage splitting off from Team Taz. It was paint by numbers, and sometimes that's completely okay. You know, they could. If this was WWE, they would want to overswerve you, but you knew the story going into it was Cage doesn't want everybody else there, and then Hook and all of them are going to come in and interfere, and he's going to lose, and he's going to be mad. Adam Page wins, which is a positive. Brian Cage looked like a monster throwing Hangman around. Hangman bump for him like crazy. Uh, the the crowd was rabid the entire time and outside of Brian Cage's dollar general steel costume it was uh it was fine like I get that he's a big shack fan and we're all excited that Shack's part of aew but you don't have to cosplay as, as uh, steel you know
3: like I think one of his indie nicknames is the swolverine so he really is like a comic book nerd it's just we're not ready yet. We're not ready for this kind of guy to openly be in the comic. Books.
1: I mean, or, or he likes movies.
0: <laughs>
2: no, he, he, white, Scott, that, but... he, no, no, he likes trailers. That's about as much as he gets through.
0: I thought, I think the worst Mad TV sketch ever would be Steele, but starring Michael Steele, former RNC chairman. <laughs> um scott um, i thought i thought
3: you're gonna say the the worst Matt tv sketch was that one with wolf uh will sasso and brett the hitman Hart. <laughs> oh geez well let's not get to that uh, uh
1: um <laughs> uh robert uh, i already asked robert scott what do you think of this open match yeah i loved it man i mean everything about it and, and and yeah i mean you know we did kind of know that the story was going to be him breaking up you know, there was going to be even more tension with Team Taz or stuff. But I also thought the story of him getting too cocky was great. I liked Taz's play-by-play while it was all happening and him getting irritated. It was, it was, it just worked. It worked for me. And obviously the crowd made it even better. And it just, it felt like the biggest show of the year so far, you know, it just felt like the hottest thing I've seen in a while. Not like, you know, like crowd hot.
3: Well, and I, I think, you know, let's, let's talk about that. Like right here it felt like the return of live crowds more than mania did
1: yeah for me with, it, with the sun out with the sun out it kind of felt like mania too like when, when you get those first few matches in the sun
3: yeah it just because it felt like not only was the audience thought like at, at mania it just felt like the audience was there to watch and be a part of the tv audience but here it felt like they were a part of the show that they mattered and yeah, to Robert's point, you know, there was a lot of predictable stuff on this show, but that's good. And it was because, you know, it was stuff that people wanted, and then they gave them what they wanted. Speaking of giving people what they want, up next, the AEW Tag Team title match, the Young Bucks.
0: versus the, uh, the Wild Things, uh, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Uh, this was an excellent match. Uh, I thought the Bucks are are a, are a great heel team. They've been a revelation since turning heel again. I, I love the Matt Jackson hair dye. Even Brandon Cutler was great in this. Uh, I love Mox and Kennington's finishing move. Uh, Eddie's a fantastic hot hot tag. The crowd was, went apeshit for him. Uh, this is probably my second favorite match of the night. Maybe my favorite if I rewatched it. Scott, what did you think of this?
1: Yeah. Uh, same as you second favorite, if not favorite uh, y- you watch this and you just go, who, who is, or was ever better than the bucks as a tag team? Uh, they're unreal. I mean, legitimately unbelievable. I-, I-, I just couldn't get over it. I loved everything about this and Kingston. Holy shit. However, I mean, you walk out with Moxley, people are chanting, you know, they're singing along with wild thing. It's a great moment. And then, in between the transition of music, you get an Eddie chant, which is, uh, awesome. The guy's crazy over Robert. Um, would you say the bucks are in your top 10 tag teams?
2: Oh yeah. I'd say they're, they're, they're a top 10 tag team. I think that they are
0: no of all time of all time.
2: Yeah. I've put them in top 10 of all time. I think, I think given as much as I'm not a big young bucks fan, I'm not the, the target audience for, for the young bucks because I get their deconstruction of tag team wrestling stuff that they do. And we're going to do every move ever invented. And that's fine. I think what they, what they accomplished when they're in there. And part of my criticism of AEW is I never really got to see the best of the young bucks for the majority of the early run of AEW. They they, They were shitty baby faces. And now kind of like Batista we talked about before, like the young bucks are coming into their own. They play shitty heels. Well, they know how to play to the crowd. The little moment where they did like the, The teasing homage to The Shield was good. What was great was this, and they made this point, this was Eddie Kingston's first match ever in front of a real live crowd. Whenever he's wrestled before, it's in front of like 20 guys who look like us. So he got an opportunity to be in front of a real live audience. They embraced him. He came to life for it. It was a great, sad finish with Moxley getting pinned with them. you know, Moxley's tried this whole time to make it seem like he cared about being tag champion to the point where you're kind of like, all right, I kind of think he, he wants to be tag champion, even though we know not really what he aspires to within the whole, he wants to bring this home to his baby. And Renee was tweeting during the match about it. There was a lot of synergy that was going on. It was laid out really well. Cutler played his role. Fine. You know, they went a little over the top with 13 different false finishes and spraying in the eyes. And all this other nonsense, uh, the extended beat down before the match started was a little confusing. But overall, I thought it was I thought it was very solid.
3: Mike, Uh, the Young Bucks are much more uh, believable uh, defending a pair of shoes than they are their dad, Um, (laughs) (laughs) because it's like that story just didn't work. It well, yeah, didn't... but the
0: shoes are worth way more.
3: I know, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 less leathery. Um, but yeah, it just—it's it, like that's who these guys are, and they're leaning into it. They're having fun on Twitter. They're having fun uh, at the show. They got the better, you know the cover of wild thing by X is just better than the Trogs for a wrestling entrance. It just has more energy to it. So I, I, I do like the song now a lot more. Um, and I think that, uh, yeah, Kingston's over Kingston, the, the major, major omission in action figure reveals this weekend. We're not doing high point, low point this week, but if I had one, that's it. I want my Eddie Kingston figure. He hasn't been announced. He's super over. Uh, he's got to be coming. They Sean Spears is coming, and not Kingston. Come on! Uh,
1: just paint one of your Ninja Turtles white, <laughs> dude.
3: What if? Uh, what if? What if? But but not Donatello. If, he's too what, smart.
0: What if just? To, what if just to fuck with Tony? Nick
3: Khan releases an Eddie Kingston action figure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this was yeah, this was fucking awesome. And you know whatever you know you want to say about the box, or sometimes how bad their promos are uh they deliver on these pay-per-views they give you a 20 to 30 minute big money uh awesome match every time so good on them
0: next up we have the casino battle royal i actually really even though it looked kind of like rinky dink i kind of love the casino backdrop for the announcers it just was a little bit different and you know i think they could probably spend a little more on set dressing next time but yeah it it was cool it was fun to see it uh and manda's I don't know if you guys know this man does Jim Cor- I mean I'm sorry man does Jim Ross look at home in front of slot machines holy shit <laughs> it is like moths to a flame that thing I mean it is unbelievable uh, the battle royal um, my main my main uh, note about this is it was a shit sandwich two really good pieces of bread and the middle was just a mess uh, Big Show has a great tan the right guy went over I thought the Max Caster wrap was really good I, I know that Mike has a different opinion of that uh here's two notes that i had dr luther is terrible serpentico also terrible <laughs> uh i hated this crowd when they cheered evil uno even though evil Uno had a good good night on friday lee johnson is not good uh leo rush looked great uh even though he didn't get to eliminate anybody he still looked like you know like he could he could be a, not a star but he could be a factor in WWE. and you know the end with jungle boy the right guy went over and you know, it says a lot about Christian that his first big pay-per-view match, he, you know, put over the young guy. Uh, obvi- I think this is going to lead to a Christian Jungle Boy feud. Uh, I'm not totally sure, but I-, I think it'll come down the line at some point. Maybe he'll interfere in the Kenny Omega match, since it seems like all Omega matches are ending, you know, in interference, so he gets heat on himself.
1: Or Christian uh, yeah. saves him and then fights Omega. What? Or Christian saves Jungle Boy and then. Well, they're not going to take the title off Omega. Yeah, no, well, I'm not saying that. Like he saves Jungle Boy, you know? Omega is beating the shit out of him after right. the match. And oh, Christian okay, saves yeah. Him. And then we all go, why wouldn't Luchasaurus save him? And I go, shut up, you losers. Because <laughs> remember, um, in Scott, a- we'll, we'll keep in on. A- if- I
3: was going to say in AEW, you can't have a charismatic young guy without an older, older guy next to him so it makes total sense
1: (laughs) scott what did you think about this match i loved that christian and jungle boy were the final two i'm not crazy about the you know the whatever the hearts and then this or what i you know i'm not crazy about that but this match to me was um welcome back everybody now like it, it felt like everybody take a bow you're gonna get everybody's entrance and we're gonna see how you react to them and it's actually smart just just on that alone tony should have been like i want to see everybody walk out and see how they react and then i'll look at this going forward i mean the fact that evil uno does get a pop is like all these people that you do see on the internet like oh they're beloved it's it's true or at least for that night it was true and probably the next few shows it'll be true uh and, and then you know maybe the crowds will get a little more boring but uh I really don't I get
0: look I think the Dark Order is way better than what it used to be as like a funny fun group I, I like that they're mimicking online but I kind of resent the AEW
1: universe loving them as much as they do but uh, they don't do anything you know I yeah, mean like they, they're, 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 they're used in you know, a like small cold. dose and it. kids love them uh it just it works I mean they they have like they have a good tag team out of that group in, uh, in Uno and um, Stu Grayson and Stu Grayson. They're great. I mean, and memorable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Silver is unbelievable. Uh, That's three people in a group, you know, and, and Taze is, is with them. Right. And she's awesome. So like, that's a solid crew, man. Uh, And they're a comedy group. It's like, it's better than the 24-7 title scene or something. Like this is this is productive. It's working. Robert, what who do you like better? The Dark Order or the Oddities?
2: Oh, the the Oddities. I mean, ah. the the charisma of Kurgan is uh, <laughs> I I, I think that the, the crowd was cheering dark order here at, mainly out of respect for Brody Lee. They wanted to show love for these guys that. That's it's felt like a lot of masks This also kind of felt a little bit like the Tamina cheers you got at WrestleMania where people were just happy to be out. Um, I, I think the match itself was, it was a, it was a battle Royal. There's something horrifying about hearing Jim Ross say, here come the spades. It just doesn't sound right. Um, <laughs> the finish of this was, it was down to Jungle Boy and Christian and Matt Hardy. And this kind of goes to like, AEW has to trust some of their guys a little more. Max Caster should have been in there to the end. I liked his promo. His promo, he lost his footing a little bit. They were clever, making the jokes about Matt Seidel slipping off the rope the last year. The audience loves this guy. He's gonna be a a big baby face for them. There should have been... A younger heel in there for a w instead of it being christian and jungle boy because it felt like this padding on the back of christian like you know i'm i'm doing the altruistic thing and, and putting this kid over when i kind of feel like it really devalued christian in a lot of ways where he came in with all this hype the the internet went like well this sucks and tony khan's like you're right this sucks And they cut his water off. He was supposed to feud with Kenny Omega, and now he's busy feuding with uh, what's his face Uh, Taz's guy. Um, No,
1: no, we knew it was going to take a while. There's a ranking system. They've been following. There's a ranking ranking system. system,
2: but he's been he's been treated as anything other than special he's a guy to elevate other guys which is perfectly fine that's a great role for christian but you can't bring him in with all that fanfare and then immediately turn him into what raw treats jeff hardy as no, and i think, I that's, think that's what's, what's kind happening of i think
1: I, th- I think he was the last guy because we all thought it was going to be christian because we all think we all know that that omega match is eventually going to happen and so you think it's going to be christian and then Jungle life, I'm far away from nowhere. Yeah, but having Matt
2: Hardy there in the final three made this feel very much like Sunday Night Heat.
1: I will well, say the yeah, Matt Hardy I, story. I, I,
2: I, I, I disagree with that, Robert.
3: There was no heat. <laughs> <laughs> like, and also also uh, Christian uh, devalues Christian by being Christian.
0: Mike, what do you think of the, the finish? What did you think of the Oh match?
3: Okay, my, my overall thought, this should have been either on Friday night or the pre-show. This was, if if I was going to cut one thing from the show um, and and be able to do it without getting chewed out by one of the EVPs, (laughs) um, it would would be this. It was just what? This was like 25 minutes. Um, I don't think that this Casino Battle Royale concept works. They've done it, I think this is the third time. It's just convoluted. I, 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 yeah, I mean, it's just
0: different, man. It's you know,
3: it's not perfect. Yeah, but it's
2: different. Yeah, it's Mike. Yeah. Is it because they advertised QT Marshall and then he was injured and wasn't in it? And you were disappointed. Well, like I, I think, was
1: uh, Mike. Mike. The here's truth. the real truth. Mike thinks cards suck, and and so do I. I hate cards unless they're magical. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> or have Pokemon <laughs> on them. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I like cards. Uh, we just lost our bicycle sponsorship,
2: so thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 52 ways to have fun bicycle.com no
3: i just i, I just thought that, i mean this you know jungle boy winning was a good choice you know uh the crowd singing tarzan boy is is one of those great moments of the night uh, full of a lot of them um i just thought that this just didn't feel pay-per-view worthy and okay my my complaint with max caster because dan kind of hinted at it It was specifically the one line, because I think he has gotten better. I think some of his insults are genuinely funny, and some are actually edgy. But the one that he did of Goldust, uh, of Dustin, where he keeps going, wait, wait, wait. And he's like, you're so ugly, you should paint your whole face, was bad. It was really bad. And he hyped it up so much. Well, I, I
0: argue that he was just trying to get, he wasn't on the beat. That's, that's the problem. That was the problem.
3: Yeah. But the longer you wait and that's what you're giving us, it was, it was, not, he's he so was amazed. trying to
1: get under Dustin's paint guys. Huh? maybe well you know here's here's the thing one of the reasons I, I, I that was,
0: was so bad i forgot about the fifth finley act
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. here's here's the thing one of the reasons i was like you know what one of the next roasts we should be is dustin rhodes is so that max caster can listen and take some of our insults because uh, there's a shit ton of stuff you could say about dustin rhodes and you're oh, so no. ugly you could paint your own face it's not good
1: mike's gonna get in a, in a rap beef with max caster I <laughs> think
3: you
2: say with Dan's dog. <laughs> uh, no, no, no one wants that feud. We're all, we're all going to lose in that one. I do like the fact that he came out there, he talked shit, and the announcers are like, "That's probably a bad idea when you're going into a battle royal where everyone's going to want to kick your ass." And then they all attacked him. Stupid small thing that was logical. I kind of like that. I, I don't love the Leo Rush surprise though because for the majority of the audience, they just remember him as Lashley's hype man and it didn't feel like what a big surprise it's leo rush it was just like hey it's leo rush who's also not under contract with aew he's he's a new japan uh contracted guy it felt kind of that one felt a little bit like uh they they don't do great at surprises
1: no i, will these, I are, will these are joey janela fans in the crowd man they know <laughs> leo rush they love leo you know they, they watch videos of leo rush fighting on asbury park boardwalks you know
3: i i will say, say this i yeah, the you know the, the, the Joker reveal I think is always gonna be disappointing because wrestlers just wrestling fans just create who they want. But I think if this is an actual hire, this is a great get. I think that Leo Rush is incredibly talented.
2: It's,
0: it's not an actual hire.
2: It's it's not an actual hire. Uh and it's fucking stupid. Then it's stupid. Yeah. They they put a big spotlight on someone that's not hired. There were guys WWE released before that you could have theoretically reached i mean we talked about it on the preview show this could have been pulling in rich swan from impact and that would have been a much bigger reveal if you needed someone not on the roster but you wanted a big surprise
3: because you know it's like leo rush deserves i think a lot of the credit for getting lashley over even before mvp was there like I think he's a great talker and he's a great worker. So he's definitely someone that should be in the company. I would yeah. Say. You
2: might want to go back and rewatch those and realize you're, you're not completely correct. Cause I still hear him chanting Lashley in the middle of matches and I break out in hives.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just because, you know, you're in Florida, man.
2: Well, yeah, there's also uh, that it's, it's a hellhole. I love well,
3: it. But what I have to do dad is uh, we asked Twitter because you brought up the QT wrist injury So I asked our Twitter fans what reason they gave as to why QT injured his wrist. And I'm going to read the the best answers that we got Uh, at promographic Kansas. He got it from carrying this whole goddamn feud with Cody Rhodes (laughs) (laughs) at uh, me. Kip Winchester uh, practicing for when he is Brandy's midwife and has to pull that little fucker out. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag get her done. Uh, at Andy's Jack23, he sprained his wrist from jerking the curtain. Uh, at at Smarknado781, uh, from shaking the can of Rogaine spray.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: At 655321King, QT tried shadow boxing like a go go, only for his shadow to attack him back. at bellyflop says furiously typing on wrestling message boards defending why a 20-minute weigh-in segment was better than any woman's content (laughs) at the giant Cassat said obviously making cody cum tributes qt anonymously (laughs) At, at ucd jedi uh sprained it by eating a can of chocolate frosting in catering uh, I just think that's the one. I think that's just the accurate thing that happened. Uh, at Deshaun <laughs> Calvin says, dusting off Cody's collection of Cody action figures. <laughs> <laughs> at, at Movie Guy, I guess, said, mishandling the shovel Cody used to bury a go-go. Mm-hmm. And at Dan at, at Don Hashey says, he hurt himself giving Tony the wrap-it-up sign over and over during his forbidden door promo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Those are great guys. Keep tweeting. We got, those. we got really funny fans. Thanks everybody. Oh, yeah,
1: man, Really funny fans. Next Dude, up. Was, stuff uh, and I go, ah, shit, we're going to bomb this week with Batista. You know, uh, yeah, no, it, I mean, they're great.
0: Um, n- next up, uh, we've got uh, Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Gogo. For me, this was the, uh, this was the dud of the night and not for the reasons that you think I, I was kind of I didn't think this was going to be a good match. I thought it was a well, I thought it was a well planned out match for if Anthony Agogo wasn't green as grass, but he is. So what I was hoping what was going to happen was that like Cody was going to come out on fucking stilts dressed as Uncle Sam and like be throwing hot. I, I wanted them to like go full Rocky Four, and instead the entrances were just kind of. Meh. By the way, the Memorial Day package beforehand reminded me of a video from The Purge. It was like really eerie um code, code or here's my notes from this um Cody's gear is cool even though that, you know like uh, his entrance was eh. uh Excalibur did a really nice job calling it um the story itself if you had a better wrestler you know like wrestler versus boxer I like that concept I just don't think this guy's ready yet and you know I, I like Anthony Ogogo's promo uh the left jab figure four spot was good uh, hated the finish um you know it was you know it was all things to nobody this this was but you know look for a dud, it was, it was a pretty shiny dud. You know, like it was like, like for, for a dud, I mean, there's been way worse, worse matches on AEW pay-per-views.
1: And uh, this was just kinda, you know, we got, we got through it folks. Scott, what did you think of this? I I feel the exact same way. This went like 11 minutes, right? Yeah, it went too long. It went too long. Which you go, 11 minutes doesn't feel long when you say it, but you watch this and it, it was, it was way too long for this match. Uh, I, I know Cody was supposed to win and I guess I'm glad he did the finish looked good I do like that finisher and this was the first time I thought it was executed the way it, it he's been trying to do it he's done it a few times before Um, yeah man it just it it felt like people got bored quick and, and that's the thing about Cody, in his matches, it's like one okay. go-go is obviously green, but Cody is just like a lighter shade of green. I I mean, I do like <laughs> Cody, and, and and I think he deserves a ton of credit. He does have a a huge amount of fans. Like when I see that he gets action figures constantly, I understand. I I, I do get it, but uh, man, he's not very good at in the ring at all. And so his even his best if match was with is uh, amazing, Jungle Boy, and Jungle Boy carried him. Well, Dustin too. That Dustin match. I mean, okay, look, dude, that yeah. Dustin match. We, fu- I fucking cried. I'm, I'm, I, was, however old I was, crying. You know, watching. You were close to thirty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the <laughs> arena. You know. Yeah, I was like 28 or something. And so, or yeah, and 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 so, I can say that that's maybe one of the best matches I've ever seen live. Top three. But somehow I can still say, ah, he kind of stinks. And and you're not going to get anything great out of him if the guy he's wrestling isn't great. Robert, what do you think of this?
2: I think part of it, uh, when we talked about the preview last week, and I said it would have been great if Agogo punched Arn in the stomach and you had a reason to care. Instead, this highlighted how miscast they were because Agogo was the plucky underdog who has the the disability, who is an Olympian. Cody comes out there dressed like the rainmaker. Uh, he was so over the top, and the crowd. If this wasn't the super happy to be there, Jacksonville, we're thrilled to be out of the house crowd, they would have turned on Cody in a heartbeat and they would have eaten him alive, which is what he deserved. Cody is a serviceable wrestler. He's not a good wrestler. And he's a great promo.
1: He's a great promo. I think he's an awesome promo.
2: Depending on, depending on the uh, the, the promo and how much (laughs) he loves America. But yeah. he's yeah. well, not, I mean,
0: this last promo withstanding, yeah,
2: like he's not, he's not flair and he thinks he's flair and he thinks you can put me in there with anybody and I'm going to get a great match out of them. He doesn't elevate. He, he, the, the he wrestles down to them. This went on for a while. It, it was damaging to a go-go in a lot of ways because it did highlight just how green he is. This should not have been a pay-per-view match in all seriousness, as I, I can't believe I'm saying this. It should have been Cody and QT. It should have been a, it should have been Cody and QT where he beats him pretty quickly. Wrestle gets,
0: roast did not endorse the comments made by Robert
2: Carpenter. <laughs> I'm, I'm baffled on my own, but that was the story. You pivoted to a go-go who he needed seasoning. This should have been on dynamite. This should have been on a taped dynamite where they could have made sure this looked good. You don't want to expose this guy. And I think he is a great talent going forward. I think a go-go has value to them. This was just, it was what you said. It was a shiny dud. Uh, it wasn't the worst thing you've ever seen, but this started this valley of the first two matches were great. Then a very long battle Royal, then this match. And then I, to me, the show just dipped for a long time before it picked back up.
3: Mike, what do you think about this bad boy? Um, yeah, this was this sucked, but here, here's what's great about Cody. When his stuff sucks, it's on him. You know, when you watch bad wrestling a lot of times, you're like, fuck this company. Like when you when you see Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton open WrestleMania, you go, fuck a WWE. But when you watch this, it feels like the singular vision of one guy's bad taste. <laughs> And which I like in the sense of like, I didn't like it, but I don't blame anybody else. I was able to kind of enjoy the thing before it. I was able to enjoy the match after it. it kind Who do of you exists. blame
0: more for this match being bad, Cody or Anthony Agogo, Mike?
3: Oh, Cody, 100%. Because I think this was Cody all the way. And when, you know, I don't know how substantial the rumors are of the EVPs uh, feuding backstage, but, you know, the Bucks have stepped it the fuck up. Kenny stepped it the fuck up, and Cody just has these delusions of grandeur. He
0: stumbled the fuck down.
3: This, oh, yeah, this was man. Kenny
2: Omega's favorite match of the night, by the way. This is where it's like, "See, I told yeah. you."
3: <laughs> yeah, because you look at you look at like what what Kenny was able to do with you know what was a thrown together world title match. That's what it was. Him and Pac and Orange Cassidy. It was a phenomenal match, but booking wise, it was a little rushed. This, you know, was a, in some ways, more planned, the feud with Cody and QT was more planned, it just didn't work. And, you know, when when a fucking room full of people in Jacksonville aren't chanting USA and booing the black guy, you done fucked up. (laughs) Uh, you know but it's like it because that needs to be said because you know scott was talking like people love cody the people buy the action figures and all that stuff but the thing is they didn't this night and this this was meant to be crowd pleasing but it wasn't to please this crowd it felt it feels like there's a disconnect and and i think cody's big problem is that he thinks that just because something happened in wrestling means it's good but a lot of things that happened in wrestling worked when they worked and they don't work as well anymore or they worked in the right context dusty as the american dream versus the russian nightmare you know nikita koloff worked in 1986 because that's what was happening at the time this doesn't work and it's also the announcers are almost too honest it's like you're telling us he's got a rib injury. You're telling us he's 78% blind. Like, yeah, I'm not going to boo this guy. <laughs> and we all walk away from this match going, yeah, you know, well, go-go tried his best. And it's like in him, you know, I, th- I thought this was the most Triple H uh, to the point where Triple H was trending on Twitter this night because a lot of people said it. This was the most Triple H that Cody's been. And um, I, hope that in- I hope that someone is able to talk to him in the back and be like, Dude, this sucks. You guys, like be Triple big, H would
2: never be this low on a card. Let's let's The big
0: difference is Triple H can go, you know, his promos may be stale, but the, the guy, for the most part, you're gonna get a good match out of him, you know.
3: And this was, you know, both Triple H and Sheamus at WrestleMania 26. This felt like that, and that was what second or third on the card. Yeah. So this
1: felt just like Triple H just, Batista. Remember, they went like fucking. It felt like 45. Oh, my God. That was Ugh. that was a nightmare. What yeah, was- because- do you think the crowd was like this? Because Cody is so good at patriotism that they just start thinking about the troops the whole match.
3: Well,
2: it's also, it's like... <laughs> you know, but the thing
1: is... A.W., you apologist,
0: a-
2: W Chapman. Dis- <laughs> they're the they're jealous of the troops. the troops. They'd rather, be, you- no, they'd rather be getting <laughs> shot at than having to watch this match. But
3: the problem is when you do that whole Memorial Day package and, like, they talked about, like, a dead service dog. <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, when you when you do all that stuff, it's like, okay, I got my patriotism out of the way. And it's like, they did that right before this. It just, and then you're, like, taking it seriously. I can't take serious patriotism and turn it into goofy wrestling patriotism. It just, uh, this, this did feel like
0: a... Uh patriotism in the sense that it felt like the 20-year war we've had in Afghanistan.
1: Can can I say this too? Can I say this too? I I actually think this was Cody not sticking to his guns with this feud because he walked out and it wasn't a major entrance. Agogo walked out and it wasn't a major entrance and everybody thought this was going to be over the top. Everybody, if they were enjoying it, was because it was absurd that this was happening and Cody has gone this far. And then he hears that and he goes, oh, I'm going to do you know i'm i'm just going to walk out there kinda you know we're going to have a, an 11 minute wrestling match and he, he thinks he's going to win us over when if uncle sam was out there we would have liked it like we all realized what cody's doing and went okay fine let let's be this goofy american thing and then he didn't do that i, I kind wish i t-
2: kind of wish it ended now with him making everyone do the pledge of allegiance
1: oh but, my god he's Greg, gonna head should have been put in the liberty bell man but, but
2: that's kind of a compliment you could say the
3: worst thing about this match is it wasn't bad enough <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah let's move. Yeah, on. we thought
1: this was gonna yeah. be yeah, we gotta move on and folks. it wasn't and um, next up everybody. we have the
0: tnt title match lance archer versus miro um uh they gotta get rid of the best man from the miro video package uh i i thought these guys did a good job um <laughs> this began for me what was probably my least favorite night of Jim Ross's commentary career he brought up that Lance Archer was good at high school athletics high school he's going to high school it used to just be college and now he's going four years down it's insane uh I, I love Miro fucking Jake's snake up uh and uh, yeah you know it was a fun big man match that's really like I gotta say Scott
1: Yeah, I I thought it was a fun big man match. I I liked it a lot, a lot more than, you know, I I know people liked it, but I liked it a lot more than I think most people. I thought the snake part was so fun. I'm glad they went there. It is silly. We know there's not a snake there. I I was all in on that, though. I, 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 I really, really enjoyed this match.
2: Robert. Felt kind of a waste for Archer a little bit. I don't think I think if they've been trying to build him up as a top monster babyface, to have him lose in fairly straightforward manner wasn't great. The, the snake bit was funny, but the problem is, and I said this going into the show, the crowd loves Miro. They were not booing him as an evil heel. When he murdered a snake, they popped for it. So this is where you're seeing the crowd. They're like, we don't care who you tell us the babyface in the heel is. We love Miro. But if they try to turn Miro babyface like WWE did, it's going to lose its luster. And they need to be a little bit more strategic. And Miro, in, in some ways, needs to be booked a lot like how Roman Reigns is booked that Miro should be defending the title against people the crowd actually loves so that they will boo Miro when he's being a dick. They're not super invested in, in Archer. He's a big dude, he's, he's got a great look. But they were like, all right, it's big guy versus big guy, fine. Uh, when it needs to be Miro beating somebody that the audience absolutely adores, and they hate seeing what Miro was doing so that they boo him.
0: Also, can we get, like, Jake a new outfit? I mean, like, just put him in a fucking Grim Reaper hood so we don't have to see that weird pear-ass <laughs> body, you know? Like, it is just disturbing <laughs> seeing that guy come out in the heat of Jacksonville. Mike, what did you think of this match?
3: I, I thought, yeah, this was fine. You know, this this to me felt like a TV main event. Um, I could have also cut this from the show.
1: Which uh, feel like pay-per-view main events, guys, right? How great is Dynamite?
3: Yeah. All right. <laughs> Not this one, though. But I thought I I mean, I this was good. But, you know, the, the ultimate problem is if wins and losses matter and you got a guy like Archer who just chokes all the time, it's hard to care about him, you know? Because his whole thing was – you know, I'm I'm undervalued. I don't get opportunities. He's gotten every opportunity. He's been given so many title shots, and he loses cleanly every time. He's just a chump uh, with a, a 66-year-old guy who has convinced us he's sober, even though he probably isn't. <laughs> next, next up, we have it all Well, out wait, pair. I do
1: want to say this, though. Yeah. It, you, you're right. Uh, the, the Lance Archer stuff, I, I don't know where you go with him at all. But I, li- I like him enough, but Miro, I think Miro like him feels anymore. really special. And if, yeah. if, you, if you see, I know it started like shit and stuff, but right now he feels, it feels like a fight when he walks out. You, f- it, He's not Brock Lesnar, but if I'm Tony Khan, he's fucking Brock Lesnar. I have Brock Lesnar now and I'm acting like he's Brock Lesnar and we're doing Brock Lesnar shit. No, Miro's fucking awesome.
3: I mean, the thing with Miro is that, you know, his first six months or whatever was in not a great gimmick, but he didn't lose, and he never looked chumpy, um, really. Uh, But then you have uh, Archer, who was immediately pushed to feud with Moxley, was immediately feuding with Cody. He's just lost all of his... You know, Brian Cage also, in a way. They had these, like, two big monster dudes who are talked about how big they are they look even bigger Well, they ran everyone... into
0: the giant slayer cody Rhodes.
3: yeah <laughs> but it's like and everyone you know is smaller so they look even bigger um and miro's the one who hasn't lost yet so it's like he comes off way more valuable than these other guys i just i just don't know what you do with archer other than put him on youtube a bunch
2: and i think he's got to be on youtube back. or have a tag i'm excited for miro's run going forward because the number of talented baby faces or, or guys that can put him in there from destroy you put him in there with penta and phoenix when he fused with eddie kingston and he murders eddie kingston that's when the crowd's going to truly hate miro and he's going to be an unstoppable monster they have something with him and he is motivated they just need to program him correctly
0: Next up, we have, um, first, we have an all-out package, which my note for that was, dude, I am so sick of Cody's shit. It was just Cody on this package. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Uh, Next up, we have uh, Britt Baker versus Sheeta. I like this match more than the internet did. There were some scary spots when Britt landed right on her head for the Frankensteiner. I, I thought the air raid crash was one of the best I've ever seen from Britt um her and Reba looked awesome uh they uh you know a great gear look real pretty uh the crowd was super hot for this and the right lady won I enjoyed the uh Tony Schiavone moment at the end and yeah that's what I gotta say Robert
2: is Britt Baker officially no longer a heel because this felt a lot like she's no longer a heel which is unfortunate because she's one of the best heels that they have uh I think this was another situation of they went with the right person winning. It needed to be Britt Baker. The match felt long to me or longer than it should have been and kind of disjointed at points. It did pick up at the end. It was a nice moment for Tony Schiavone. I'm disappointed that she got her action figure before this match, uh, which was a shame, and that should have been involved in the finish. She should have hit her in the throat with it or something uh, to, to win. It, it was, for, uh, for AEW women's match, totally fine. Um, it wasn't great. It wasn't the worst thing we've seen. And I'm hoping that they can somehow veer Brit back into being a heel that you despise, but is at least entertaining. Mike, what do you think of this?
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah, the Tony thing, I think it would have been funnier if he tried to do it and she shooed him away. Like if she thought that he was like glomming in on her moment, I, yeah, this kind of, I, I never like those like curtain call type moments. I like heels being heels, so that I didn't love. I mean, it it was sentimental, but it just she always makes fun of him for Starbucks and stuff like that. It just didn't feel organic to me. Um, and I mean, you know, she's one of their best homegrown stars. And you know, if we look at every pay per view as a step forward with this company, which I, I think they are often, it's like. They have their homegrown woman star now, who has you know the fans love her because uh, you look at where she was when there were fans. Oh, it's most improved ever. Improve. Yeah, and so you know, and and now they're getting to see her after only bonding with her on TV for the most part, and they fucking loved her. You know, Sheeta, I think, just had to lose. You know, I think they it was a bit of a misjustice and never giving her real storylines or characters. I think something could have been done, but uh, this was the right moment. And yeah, the crowd fucking loved it. I think this is the whole, yeah, there aren't heels and faces. There's just people, the crowd like and don't like, and they love Brit So they cheer for
1: Scotty. Yeah. I thought the, the, the last portion of this match was awesome, man. They got real stiff with each other for, for a few seconds where I thought that they were uh which i really liked i thought the crowd got hot when they were supposed to get hot i think the crowd knew what was going to happen and they went we need to calm down so we can shit our pants when she wins and uh they did that i, I liked it
2: also kudos to wwe for posting <clears throat> on instagram celebrating nia Jax's birthday was a picture of her with her leg draped over an unconscious brit baker just that's oh, yeah. that's washing <laughs> so so <great>. her yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah
0: so but i'm you, glad right they, The, division out and,
1: the internet. And, dude. that women's division is gonna get really good really quick i, I they, think they should pick up i mean we're
0: gonna talk about it we'll later, talk about this.
2: it later
1: but yeah, yeah but yeah. of course it, they should yeah. it's okay. gonna
0: be
2: good
1: yeah 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 it's, it's gonna be
0: good uh all right next up we have scorpio sky and all ego ethan page versus sting and darby allen this wasn't my favorite match of the night but it was the without a doubt the best book match in the night um i sting driving was unintentionally really funny to me in the darby package (laughs) because you have darby do all this athletic thing and then you have this guy's like yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna take the car i guess um i would just love to see a doctor take sting's driver's license away i think that would be an awesome way to end it uh darby's dive was was awesome i love this match jim ross said the wrong shit a couple times uh how many times do you think sting tries to get darby to bible study (laughs) Over or under five? Uh, Next up, uh, Skye's Cody Cutter uh, is way better than Cody's Cody Cutter. Uh, Sting was awesome in this match, he still got it. Uh, At some point, somebody said the mean streets of Seattle on commentary, and I started laughing. Um, And uh, Aubrey, Aubrey Edwards was, I usually love Aubrey Edwards, but I really, I mean, I just thought she was not great in this match, she she counted to 10. It was like amateur hour bullshit. They would have been counted out. but it was, you know, all, all in all, it was a, it, it was a really, uh, it was a really wonderful match. Uh, what did you think of this,
1: Scott? Hey, I thought it was mapped out perfectly. Loved it. Uh, there was a few just big, big moments for me when I was you know it happened often in this show but like three or four times in this match i was like man this is the best when when uh when ethan page threw darby into his brothers in the crowd oh my god i forgot. I mean what an yeah, awesome was... moment man oh, when Sting jumps off of the uh whatever can I, can you call it can i just it? interrupt ethan Amazing. page is
0: way better than i thought he was like he's really grown in the last couple of months. yeah
1: dude sting totally delivered and i'll say this and 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 whoever says anything to the contrary is wrong when sting took off his shirt he looked good he could have he could have had a tan but this boy is built he looks better than he has in years First 60 year old yeah dude this match was aw- it was awesome start to finish awesome loved this
2: robert Uh, It was a great match of the impact zone. Uh, I think that, uh, (laughs) look, Sting Sting over delivered (laughs) for what he was going to do at, at his age. Um, I would not want to uh, feel what Sting was feeling the day after. I'm sure he was very sore. Again, I'm disappointed in the sense that I feel like Scorpio sky and Ethan page would have benefited a lot more from some kind of fluky win or a not, not getting pinned, this being a DQ where, uh, you know, something happens where Aubrey throws the match out and Sting can still hit the Scorpion death drop and the crowd can pop. I don't like that you've been trying to build up Sky and Page, and then they lose to an old man and his son. Like that was kind of rough. Um, it was great seeing white Rey Mysterio and Dominic go over. The moment where they <laughs> threw him into this, his siblings was, was fine. Uh, it, was,
1: it was fine. That was great, was, Robert. Robert. Oh, no, no, good. That, that
2: part was good. The ma- I'm saying the match was fine. Well, you that said moment that. Was you great. said
0: that. You were specifically talking about that spot.
2: No, the spot was the spot was inventive. I like that. That was uh, yeah, that dude. was good. But uh, the match overall was fine. Sting didn't do anything to embarrass himself or make himself look bad. He's he's got to be happy that his legacy is not going to be ended by that Seth Rollins buckle bomb. So I think that's what yeah. he's out there to prove,
3: Mike. This was uh, Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. If Damian Priest was over, and <laughs> and Bad Bunny was slower, um, no, this 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 felt very comparable to that match in how choreographed and calculated it was, and, and in the best way. I think you know uh, this was a crowd pleasing match, and it pleased the crowd. I thought it was brilliant to have sting do the dive at the beginning because right there you got your money's worth you already did something that you didn't think he would be able to do um i would have had darby uh get the pin instead of sting as my only thing about it i don't think that sting needed to pin well, anybody. yeah but
0: i thought that they fixed that because sting like kept like you know pointing toward towards him t- during the pops at the end yeah i also
1: think scorpio is going to get a singles win over sting yeah yeah but yeah, you know,
3: I mean, this was, I don't even know if, like, watching this, I'm like, I think this is as good as Sting could be. I think having him in a, like, he's in a tag team with a guy whose talent is taking punishment. You know, like, so automatically anyone who Darby's with is the best hot tag ever because the fucking beating that Darby takes just makes you want to, you know, pop when he finally gets the tag. I, I think this is the best use of sting. I wish he wasn't on TV all the time, but this was awesome. This was feel good. And if we get like four of these a year, then that's a good use of sting. You know, you're going to sell a shit ton of merch. And this, you know, this is what wrestling is. It exists to make a crowd happy. And that's what this did. So I, I love this match.
1: And Darby, man, just feels like a star. He just, yes,
3: he does. He's he's very. His good. brothers,
1: I mean, those boys grew up watching MTV 2 dude. <laughs> jackass.
2: All There's day. no way they had cable. I, I was
3: backstage at Double or Nothing. So did MJF. All those guys love MTV 2 Like every. I mean the, the only the only cable those guys had was to wrap around their necks while they masturbated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, I also want to say Tony was really good in this match on commentary. Shout out to friend of the show, Tony Schiavone. Next yeah, up we have our was, He world was great the whole night. Yeah. yeah, he was great the whole night. Next up we have AEW world title. He was the unjr. Uh <laughs> Next up we have the AEW world title. First time ever triple threat match. First time in, in AEW for a world title match. Was that the first triple threat match they've had? No, right?
1: That, I don't think so. I
0: can't, but I can't think of
1: one. I can't think of one, but it. Yeah. I would assume they had one, but yeah, no. I would
0: assume they would have had one, yeah. right? All right. Uh we have uh Omega versus Pac versus Orange, it's Cody Cassidy.
1: Cody
3: versus QT versus QT's charisma.
0: Oh, okay. Kenny yeah. Omega versus Pac versus uh Orange uh Cassidy. Uh my first note is Kenny Omega is the greatest of all time. I, I just keep liking him more. Uh I, I think I like him more than Roman. You know, I, I always he was my favorite wrestler in New Japan, but now he's he's really I mean, he, he's he's really living up to that moniker. Uh his his trunks were legitimately gorgeous, I thought. Uh which, those demon slayer trunks, man. He's worn them before. Yeah. They yeah, were yeah, yeah. Just gorgeous. Uh, an excellent, like the best, one of the best high boots I've ever seen by Pac in that match. Uh, they 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 need a triple threat tag team title to reward Death Triangle for all they've done with this company. Uh Pac, I, I know he gets injured, but he, he looks like he is too tough for the bumps he takes. It's amazing. When he fucking plants, it's like he looks like a goddamn superhero or something. Uh the whole what this is the thing that really drove this is actually my low point of the night was Don Callis. Uh I'm not it, like talked about in the beginning of the match they're like, "Oh, does PAC have representation?" I'm like, "Shut up. Your whole thing is being the elite's manager. What are you doing? Like stick to what the fuck you know the character is supposed to be um nobody makes that match work like kenny omega double or nothing is their best show i did like uh don's needling to jr i wish that he was just a little bit more um selective in some of his comments nobody's better in the ring than kenny omega uh And, uh, I hate love and I hate and love Don in this match. I did like the finish a lot. I know Mike and Scott have, uh, different opinions on the finish. I I thought it was good. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, dude, man, Kenny Omega, dude. He's just, I mean, just kills it. Uh, and, uh, and we are, and we are blessed to have Mr. Omega. Scott.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I loved this match, uh, I think this was my favorite match of the night. If again, not the tag match. And I I told you guys before, it's like, it's this thing where you see this match and you see the bucks match and you go, Oh, that's why they were friends. That's why they, they made this company occur. Their brains are better at wrestling than everybody else's brain because they're hanging out in a locker room and everybody's a big fucking idiot. (laughs) <laughs> and they are artists. They're the shit. Uh they are the elite. It's it's not a gimmick. Room, hire me, please. Fuck.
2: <laughs> Jesus. Um Hey, Robert, hey guys,
3: me... if you need another Brandon Cutler,
2: I uh, <laughs> got one for you. Yes. <laughs> Scott can squeegee Brandon Cutler's masks so he can What if clearer? Scott
0: was Brandon Cutler's Brandon Cutler? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Michael Isn't that amazing?
3: That all those WWE wrestlers got cut and Brandon Cutler still has a job.
0: (laughs) Uh, Robert, what did you think of this?
2: I thought they they over-delivered in terms of this being a thrown together match in some ways. Orange Cassidy showed exactly why he belonged in there. The crowd was, they they knew Kenny's winning this. All of this is, is a pageant. But there were some moments in there where for a half a second, that crowd thought there was a possibility Orange Cassidy could win. And that is why being a wrestling fan is fun. When the logical side of your brain goes, there's no way in hell Kenny Omega is getting pinned in a triple threat match. uh, Even if it was the main event and the last thing on this show, and we don't have to talk about anything else that happened afterwards. And this was the main event and the show ended right after this. Um, (laughs) But it was, it was fantastic for the match. Don Callis on every time Kenny's out there, I get upset because I don't want to hear Don Callis on commentary. He overtalks and he makes me miss Paul Heyman significantly, and that's and it just detracts yeah, well, I mean, from it. Yeah. I think Don being out there is fine, not on commentary. I don't need to hear Don Callis. the The multiple belt shots turned into sideshow. Bob with rakes. Where I at first loved I hated it. it. And then I loved it, and then I loved it even more. And it's just, I'm like, just give him more belts and have him just keep hitting him in the head. He should
0: have, he should have had, Don Callis should have taken his belt off and just thrown it <laughs> at a County.
2: At first, I'm like, this is kind of, it won me It won me over. This match was awesome. This was my favorite match. Best way to end the show. Uh, great, yeah. or nothing.
0: Mike, what did you think of this?
2: Yeah, this was fantastic. Um, like I said, the build to
3: it was just a little rushed. I, I think this is, even would have been more well done if they started in April, but they started in May and it just felt, you know, but I can't take away from the work of the the guys involved. You know, I think that Kenny is a good medium between the comedy wrestling of orange and the like strong style wrestling of Pac. And he was able to blend seamlessly. I mean, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to all three guys because they all, you know, one of the, the, my favorite moments of this pay-per-view was when you saw the the three screens of them all prepping for the match. Oh, I loved it. And Pac was doing the push-ups. Orange was just hanging out with the best friends. And then Kenny was with, you know, Callis and stuff. And it's like, you immediately know who these three characters are just from those images. And I love that. And then this match carried out who those guys are. The moment of... Um, Orange blocking the suplex with his hands in the pockets was fucking amazing. Like, yes, yeah. you know I, I know people, uh, certain people call him pockets and don't respect him. it motherfucker! But I think that like the amount of talent that it takes to do what he does, and not only do what he does, but do it successfully where the crowd does fall into it, believes in those near falls, is amazing. My yeah, my only complaint was the finish. I just thought the camera angle wasn't great they should have had oh, it. okay so you were fine with the roll-up i was i was fine with the roll-up and i was I, I figured kenny was gonna win i just didn't like that you could not see aubrey hit the mat three times I, I, it just I felt actually, a little i rush. actually yeah. do
0: agree with you on that yeah for sure so it just
3: I, I had to rewind it twice to be like wait what happened um so that was my only complaint about it that's why i was like it was a little botchy at the end and i thought that was on production it, and- i mean aubrey did a normal count it's just they didn't film her doing
1: it. And the, the three guys come off looking so exactly what they're supposed to look like in this match. Pac yeah. looks like arguably the strongest, best wrestler, most capable wrestler in that company. Kenny Omega comes off like the. Be- I mean, the amount of offense Kenny got, I was actually surprised. He really like dominated in moments. In not a cheating way, he just beat two dudes' asses. You need
0: that, man. You need that, especially with the with the ends, the the, especially the interference shit
1: they're pulling. And orange. And here's the thing with the interferences: one, uh, the belts is hilarious. Two, he still wins clean in the sense that. Mm. He's being pinned by Orange. You know, he, he he didn't pin Pac after he hit him with That's those, true. Uh, I guess I was more talking about the He's being pinned by Orange, and then he rolls him up. That's fair. Yeah, and Omega yeah. gets to it's, be the best in the world still, you know? It's, it's
3: a better it's, wrestler reversal. Yeah. So well done. So well and, done. And you know, it's like when we're talking about it, I think like part of the Cody problem is that they just have... He can't do a roll-up? Faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, QT loves fruit roll-ups. Uh, <laughs> no, is the fact that the baby faces that they have are so good and pure like jungle boy orange cassidy you can't be fake at all dude kingston moxley darby you know it's like they take a shit kicking they um have this way with the crowd they don't have neck tattoos like it's just there's something about like him feeling like a redundancy in a way where you know Orange just feels so pure as a baby face. I think
0: Cody will be healed very soon, very soon.
3: Yeah, and when you look at where Orange was against Pac at Revolution to where he is now, like, he's earned it. Like, he is a full-on main eventer, and he's adjusted his style while still keeping what works.
0: Yeah, really fantastic match. Uh, Before we get to the main event, uh, it's time for No Country for Old Analysts. That's right. They hired Mr. Mark Henry, who I like. But I mean, dude, they have Mark Henry. Look, I think Pac, amazing hire. John Moxley, great hire. Why are they Why are they hiring Big Show, Mark Henry, and Christian? This is just like 2012 WWE. I, I don't understand. It. Tony I Khan do...
2: likes labored breathing in his ear. Yeah. So he <laughs> wants to hear Big Show and Mark Henry.
0: Well, it's I... the first. He's never heard it from a woman. So, uh, you know, I, like,
3: I, I, I just I, love I do... it's like it's the world's largest athlete and, the world's strongest man. Let's get him to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I, you know, like, look, I, I, out of, I, you know, like, out of those three, I do think Mark's the most interesting hire. Like, I, I do think, you know, I, I have really enjoyed, you know, his his Hall of Pain promos and, you know, the Salmon Jacket promo and, you know, and I like him on Busted Open. I, I thought, I, I thought he, he would, but, but the, but because he was hired third, I just don't care. Um, what did you guys think?
1: I, 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 I didn't like it man it bummed me out for a second I didn't like when when they hired Big Show I, I I'm a Christian defender I think it's a good move I think Christian can help the guys in the back Mark Henry dude he's got like the worst takes in wrestling his he I'm busted open he always has like the, the most awful take uh, Leo Rush said him and Mark talked backstage but if I remember correctly Mark was wrong so I hope Mark apologized Um yeah, I don't see how he's gonna help the boys because uh, I don't think he knows much. Sorry. I, I gotta is it,
3: is it weird when you have like two like 50 year old analysts when a 62 year old is out there wrestling? <laughs> Does it just yeah, make it's them it's look- bizarre? <laughs> it's, it's a great consumable. shirt, by
0: the way, Mike. I just noticed oh, it. Thanks, buddy. Um yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah
3: I, I thought I, I, an I,
2: audio I, show, guys, so thanks for talking about. <laughs> yeah, i'm, I'm, I'm wearing, wearing the robert ultimate. just annoyed i didn't compliment his
0: shitty shirt i don't give right? a
2: shit about my shitty shirt i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah someone's gonna be old... listening to this right now i don't know what shirt he's wearing and then they're gonna talk about it on our facebook group which you should join by the way yes join
0: if... our facebook that group. was
2: my Yo- plug dan i was working it in and you fucking yeah, cut yeah, me off and, and i want to say join I'm our wearing...
0: youtube and follow our twitter and do all that fucking shit guys i'm mike.
2: wearing
3: an ultimate warrior shirt and if you see me with it please do not have a roll of quarters in your hand uh
0: mike you know it was pride week this week right
3: yeah uh let's let's get
0: to the main event I, I had a lot of notes but we've gone really long and uh jim Cornette covered this and it 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 lasted close to an hour i don't know if you've listened to it look i don't agree with everything that jim says but man does he say it in an entertaining fashion and he's, he still is one of the best in the business when it comes to giving him a live mic and also if you haven't seen our we, we talked about this on patreon but if you haven't seen uh, Jim Cornette's summation of Tony Khan's promo on Friday night on Twitter, please look at it now. I, I think I just may even put it on our wrestle roads, Instagram page. It is. It's really fun. Uh, Stadium stampede. I'll just say I had mixed feelings about this match, but I'm going to kick it off with Robert who I think had way stronger feelings than me.
2: I had mixed from this is bad to this is really bad. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I love the opening 12 seconds of MJF getting out of the limo, looking like dusty roads. I thought that was great. And then it just took a nosedive from there. I'm not a fan of cinematic matches. I, I, I've said, it, I don't, I don't like the overproduced elements to it. This was really strange where everybody paired off into one-on-one. So just everybody else stopped fighting. Um, I hate urban Meyer more than a lot of human beings on this planet. Cause he screwed over the Gators. So fuck you urban Meyer. It was weird seeing him there. Like I, I, I made you didn't the- like that spot. Oh no. I liked, I liked the spot. What I like even more was when my mind, him and Charlie strong, I love Charlie strong. The conversation that they must've had of Charlie being like, why are we here? And then urban's like the, the fucking owner's kid. Uh, we got to <laughs> do this shit. I'm sorry. Uh, here's how and then Jericho walks in. And,
0: and then he's like, that's a wrestler.
2: Yeah, it's (laughs) it it was it was fine for a couple seconds. It it just it went on. It was overproduced wackiness at one point there. And this is because I worked in an arena for so many years. They're fighting in in a meat locker and there's just a pig hanging off of there, which I got you don't butcher your own meat in a stadium. (laughs) uh, And they didn't even use the fucking pig. Like it was Chekhov's pig. Somebody should have bounced Chekhov's. off of it. There should have been something that happened. You didn't get it. Uh, the the bit with commentary. I don't know what you're
1: saying,
3: Robert, the pig did commentary all night. <laughs> uh,
2: the pig would have been better. This was not Jim Ross's finest night. It was a weird, stupid. Quasi comedy match at certain points when I think that I like most of blood and guts that should have been your your blow off of this feud. This went on for way too long. The ring in the middle of the stadium looked kind of goofy when they were just wrestling in it. Uh, and then it just ended as a wrestling match which was weird. And then Sean Spears was the guy we all knew was going to get pinned because that Sean Spears' job. Dude, but
0: that 450, like Sammy's 450 was phenomenal. Right,
2: which is what pissed me off more than anything else where it made me realize, I would love to have seen these guys in a wrestling match. I would have liked to have seen what they Talk could have done. organic
0: baby face, Sammy Guevara, baby. They're,
2: they're talented. It just, everybody else like vanished into thin air at some point during the fight. Like, we don't know what happened to three-fifths of, uh, of, of the pinnacle, uh, it was it was overproduced, it was goofy, it was weird. AEW has this problem. It's like a WCW problem where they can't get their main event stuff situated and they don't do big things well. They, they botched the explosion, they botched the Christian reveal, they botched this when this show should have ended with what was an amazing triple threat match instead of uh, Stadium Stampede. It should have just ended, if they wanted the crowd just to sing Jericho's song, which was a cool moment, have them come out and sing Jericho's song and that be your go home. We didn't need to do stadium stampede when it was almost midnight. I'm just yelling, please end this fucking show.
0: Well, the one thing Cornette brought up that I actually really do agree with is like, why wouldn't you have this match, which is made for commercial breaks on TV? Like, cause it was really just a series of, of scenes, you know, of action movie scenes. They had an action stunt coordinator. I, I believe uh, it, it just, it just didn't feel like the end of the show. I, I also just want to give one note. Is it just me or just is Conan gotten so weird looking that he always looks like he's asleep? Like always, he looks like he's falling asleep. No it matter. Like if, he, he if you like... ever work
2: with him, you know that he's asleep most of the time. I don't, I don't get
0: along with Conan. It's <laughs> like he if
3: you so. use a Kiwi for a Mr. Potato Head.
0: Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Mike, what did you think of this match?
3: I thought, yeah, I mean, this was tough because you know the effort was there, the logic wasn't always there, and it wasn't it wasn't absurd or silly enough or entertaining enough as the last one. I thought the last, the, the, you know, you have to compare the two. I, I feel like I mean the
0: last Stadium Stampede I thought was awesome.
3: Yeah, it was my match of the year last year, and Me too, I think. Uh, but the you know, it's like here's the thing: Stadium Stampede should be where we see mascots and not Urban Meyer. It should be like more fun, like the horse spot. Like I just, you know, even like they, they found a way to make Hardy work in 2020 last year with the Lake of Reincarnation. This just, yeah, like, I, you know, one of my big problems was, you know, the Spears thing, like there were individual moments that were cool. Him in the room full of chairs was cool. But then him tying up Sammy when the whole point is to pin somebody and just leave him be was stupid. You know, there was just a lot of stuff like that. I thought Yeah, but
1: leaving behind the uh the, the, the wire cutters the or whatever cutters. that was that's that's something, you know.
3: Yeah, but I, I just thought that like even you know like the bar fight, it's like you have to compare everything to last time the page like because it fit pages character it was like a, a a western with him and hager and this was just there was like extras that they were fighting like there's no, just... the inner circle
0: bike gang was so
3: stupid what is that i don't know were
0: we supposed man? to know it's, what
3: it, that was if, if you want inter- to make inter-
0: wild hogs look new and hip bring out the inner circle bike gang hey yeah. man
1: if you guys were afraid of talking shit about new jack i, I think i'd be quiet about the inner circle bike gang <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then it's also it's just you know like that sammy golf cart spot last year was just perfect yeah. and this one was I'm the crash guy. this one was the crash pad of golf it looked cart good spots. though
1: i thought it looked good it did it's not can't but, beat sammy i like But how the it way looked.
3: that it just hit his face last time where this was you could see it slowing down like it yeah. just didn't and, and then the last five minutes is just a decent Guevara Spears match where you should have implemented all the guys, all the guys should have been the finish. And yeah, I agree. I would have switched this up. I would have had stadium stampede on TV and Sammy loses it or whatever. And then you have this stipulation of blood and guts here as your main event. I I just don't get like these guys read too much internet comments, care too much about what people think. And you could see it in their work and they overthink things sometimes. And also, you know, I'll
0: be the one but to say you, it. But what about the observation of the observer that it, like Brian Alvarez said this, and I do kind of agree that it kind of told the story that pandemic, you start off in a cinematic match and
1: then you end. And it should have been the first match of the night, like I, right. like I pitched, yeah. even yeah. though, look, I love how the beginning of the show is booked, so I wouldn't want to change it. Yeah, but. And,
3: and, and to the fans credit, they stayed. It didn't look like a lot of people left. I just, you know, it's also like the last thing I want to say is the repelling spot was fucking weird. I never want to see anyone. Hey, repel whoever wrestling.
0: repelled Chris Jericho deserves a pat on the back.
3: <laughs> it's like Homer getting lifted by the aliens.
0: And <laughs> he loved it so
1: much; he was smiling too much. That's what bothered me. He was so yeah. happy,
3: and it's like, dude, you narrated that dark side. Come on,
1: dude. Um, Chris Jericho.
0: I mean, is looking more and more like Dog the Bounty Hunter's wife. It is. Am um, I?
3: But I just want to ask: Am I wrong to feel weird about watching people repel in wrestling? Yes. I feel like no. it's the thing we... Yes, should... you're wrong.
0: I'm uh, wrong. I, 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 just, yes. I disagree with you, Scott. I,
1: I, I get a little nervous. That's so anti-repellers uh, re- union. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they deserve to work. That's, like, that's problematic. Like, you're just going to not hire. It's It's no, a cool thing hard. that can be done safely if you do it right. And you should trust people who do things for jobs. Uh, with their jobs hire Dude, you are like things.
0: crazy aew apologists it's no, that's not AEW
1: apologist i like seeing people repel off buildings i think it's i think it's cool
3: and scott's <laughs> like look i think that french canadians with brain damage should just never be Dude, I, diagnosed and be their families
1: <laughs> i think they should have been like shooting guns in the air and shit like i like i think they should have had more fun than they did uh, with this that was a big problem for me uh, like yeah. Also, dude, there's something about this where I I didn't want to see any of these guys fight individually. Really, like anytime there was a moment between Sammy and Sean or MJF and Jericho, like I saw them fight a few weeks ago. I I it just didn't excite me. I it did like feel the like way like it the end. groups are
3: mad at each other. It feels like these individual guys are mad.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I did like that. You know, I, I from the moment they entered the arena. I liked all of it. I liked MJF getting a uh, power bomb through whatever that Dude, that new was
0: pinnacle there. shirt is boss.
1: Oh yeah. It's, yeah, it's cute. Um, I liked the ending, but I also think like it should have ended with all the guys fighting in the ring. Yes. Yeah. Y- you know, you, you didn't, you didn't get, uh, it was only Sammy, right? Only Sammy and Sean were, they were the yeah, only yeah. guys who actually fought in the ring. And yeah, uh, right. <laughs> By yeah, the way,
0: I know I'm a musical theater fan because I didn't mind Sean Spears using the chair like he's in a Bob Fosse musical. I know that <laughs> I, I, I know that that's that's probably you know like gonna make uh, the purists pissed, but I thought he did it pretty well.
3: Yeah, and the last thing I want to say, it's like this didn't work in the same way that like comedy sequels don't work. You know, when you see yes. like a First Wayne's, it World was Goldmember, it was Anchorman two where yeah. remember remember in the first Man, they have the fight with all the weapons and stuff and it's yeah. the most bizarre thing and it's the trident and then in the second one it's twice as long with a bunch more cameos but all they're thinking about is that first one we just got to make it bigger and it's like it just i don't know man there's something about that first one that was just lightning in a bottle that i
1: mean it wasn't lightning in a bottle it was i mean for those of us that watched it live this is may of 2020 just yeah. one of the strangest times in history and wrestling does this thing that is like a, a perfect encapsulation of, of something like we needed. It was so weird. It's like w- they had restrictions, they made the best of it. And uh, yeah, that was a masterpiece. And then this was just, we're going to make that grittier, but it wasn't grittier. It, it, it The match it, isn't
0: it, supposed to be gritty. It,
1: it, it made the, yeah. it made the silly moments even sillier. Like, what the fuck were FTR doing hanging out at that bar in the first place? aren't they the all stop and take match? a shot? You're in, in the like, Oh, of- let's all
2: have this shot in the middle of a match, and then we're gonna keep fighting.
1: Yeah, it was a I bar mean-
2: mitzvah that went bad.
3: <laughs> but I will give one. I will give credit to one thing that I think we could all say that we loved, which would be all our high spots of the week. Sleeveless Toley look fucking awesome dude he looked like the guy who gets all the pussy at the bingo (laughs) he looked like the mayor of the swingers party man he was (laughs) fucking awesome
1: (laughs) yeah he looked like he should have had a whistle right
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: well but
1: but look i i i'm actually uh okay with how it ended i you know because we kept saying the inner circle's gotta win because they're supposed to be i mean the pinnacle has to win they're the pinnacle uh but I think they'll be fine, I, I, and I liked that, you know, it was a sing-songy ending, and boom.
0: Well, folks, that was our Double or Nothing uh, review, and uh, all in all, uh, how many Scotty Meltzer flaming torches, if you guys are new to the show? Scotty Meltzer, I have to keep prefacing this, is <laughs> Dave Meltzer's prop corporate prop comedian brother. This is, this is real. We're not making this up. You can Google it right now. How many flaming bowling pins out of, out of five, would you give
1: this Scott five? I loved it so much. Zach. I am also going to give it a five. Wow. Robert.
2: Uh, three and three quarter bowling pins. Mike. I'm going to go. I'm going to go four.
0: I'm going to go four, seven, five. I, I don't think it was a perfect five, but because you, you know, you have to have a main event that sticks the landing for me to get a perfect five, but every, you know, all in all, I thought it was just a great show. It's a uh, time for Grimmicks, everybody. This week, we're doing, uh, we're doing uh, Reverend Devon and Vince McMahon's version of God. For me, uh, God wins in a landslide. I didn't, I didn't re- I remember how fucking entertaining some of this shit was. Uh, as far as like Vince doing the uh, the Hunter Holy Water thing. He genuinely hates religion. Uh, This was probably my favorite chain. And the funniest thing about it is how hilarious is it, how hilarious is it that in WWE canon, Shawn turns to Hunter only when God abandons him. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when DX reforms. Mike, what did you think? You picked Uh, this by the way, Mike picked this.
3: Yeah, also WWE canon, God is zero and one. <laughs> He's got uh, record. Yeah, he lost his debut. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I you know I like Reverend devon Like he tried his best, but there's just a ceiling of charisma there. Um the you know, the Deacon Batista thing did work a little bit, but it was a mid-card act. The you know, a lot of post-stone cold Vince stuff doesn't hold up feels like they're going back to the same well. This is absurd to the point of entertainment. This And what was great is like, you're watching these like taped vignettes where even if everyone hates it, they have to keep filming because it's their boss. Well, Mike, and-, <laughs> I mean, and
0: let me interrupt you for a second. I think the reason it worked is that Vince is, uh, you know, the buttoned up guy and Stone Cold's the crazy person. So if Vince needs to be the crazy person, then you got to have a born again Christian there.
3: <laughs> who is actually
0: uh, probably in essence more crazy but at least doesn't show it on the outside
3: yeah yeah the guy who ends up getting his own hunting show um <laughs> but it, what's interesting is that with, with with vince it's like i love that there's the, the the promo that he cuts in the church and he's like i beat ted turner and it's just like i just wanted to god to be like can you once talk to me and not bring that up? You bring that up every fucking time. <laughs> and I had nothing to do with that. That was AOL. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think that the Vince versus God is the is the better uh, gimmick, and um, this was this was peak
2: insane two thousand six Vince Robert. All right, I'm gonna get insanely nerdy here because we're all in the trust tree. We're we're all friends here. I hated the Reverend Yvonne character because they made a Smackdown video game after they split up the Dudley Boys and you could only play as Reverend Yvonne, not as the Dudley Boys. And it pissed me off to no end that you couldn't change the costume. So fuck you for that. I thought splitting up the Dudley Boys was stupid as a decision back then. It's still pretty dumb now. The God angle, I'm looking up like lightning to strike me, was was fantastic because I've been in the room where Vince has gone on a crazy anti-religion rant and it just keeps going. Like you just kind of wait for grandpa to tire himself out before he naps. And then he turned it into an angle and his promo in the church was second only to the two cathedrals episode of the West Wing, which is one of the best hours of television that there is when Jed Bartlett cuts a promo on God. And then Vince McMahon does the second best promo on God and the storyline pays off. They do the match. There's the light that shines into the ring. Uh, It was, it was great. It did lead to the, the reformation of DX, which sold a lot of t-shirts. So uh, and Vince is still here. So eventually God will get his revenge and go one and one when he takes out Vince. But until that happens, uh yeah, God uh God has a worse record than Qt Marshall.
0: Oh god <laughs> damn it, see- I got Rod.
3: I missed let me, him. Let me let uh, me see. Robert Robert, does uh does this does, does Vince hate God because the Pope was able to legit fill 93,000 people in Detroit? <laughs> why do did, I just we we I
2: can't hear this without asking why is why is he anti-religion? Oh it was it was that uh, churches and religion are all a scam, and <laughs> he's coming up with this idea. Wait, 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 wait! He was president jealous. of a wrestling company. He that's the wrestling... thing. They, they jealousy, run a better though.
0: work than Vince, and he's that's crazy. it. He
2: and that's what he said. He goes, "There is no bigger work than than the church to be able to get away tax free and say all this bullshit to people and have them believe it, and you can pack them in there. This is ridiculous. Can you imagine if I started my own church?" And then there was a lull and then he screamed like, God damn. And I was so, I jumped out of my, ch- it scared the shit out of me for a moment. Like he just went on a rant about hating religion because it's a, it's a better con than pro wrestling and, and rarely <laughs> like do preachers better con than Tony. <laughs> Boom! Yeah. Right. Oh uh, yes. And, and equal amounts of uh, pedophiles.
0: actually i think the catholic church is wrestling way b but uh ring boys versus
3: choir boys book it
0: (laughs) i I
1: just love how you know vince is going to die one day and he is whoever's in that room is going to hear what he has to say right before he dies and i promise (laughs) you it's going to be directed at god and it's going to be you know come at me you son of a bitch it's going to be crazy Uh, (laughs) and that's why the storyline works is robert i I never knew he was anti-religion and i totally get it uh it comes off it it, it, you know he's got a big ego and he's got beef with god i i I loved this so god over reverend devon dude reverend devon was the dude because he would say uh oh my brother testify with bubba and so they put a spin on it it's the i would rather him just call people and say what's up would be his gimmick
2: (laughs) also vince hates god because god takes a day off every week and he's a pussy (laughs) i think but they both
3: dude he said
0: that in the promo in 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 that in that in the church scene i've rewatched it but
3: but we can (laughs) say this they both treat their sons very similarly
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man we're not gonna beat that finally this week it's not tales from the indies it's Tales from the Future Indies. That's right. <laughs> there was a lot of WWE releases this week. Uh, I don't know which one of you guys
3: came up with Tales from the Future Indies.
0: But I, that, I was, that was that, my,
2: my that was, way of right. dealing with my grief. Well, Ro- well, Robert's
3: also great. brilliant. Robert, did you make the Manscaped joke? That oh, yeah? Manscaped should sponsor yeah. <laughs> this because of all the cuts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um,
0: well, let's start out with Robert. Robert, uh, what did you think of these releases this week? And, and obviously the most shocking one being... Uh, the uh, human locomotive, Braun Strowman.
2: All right, so there were six releases total. Braun Strowman, Lana, Alistair Black, Ruby Riot, Murphy, and Santana Garrett. I think people were the most shocked initially at Braun Strowman until you realize this is cost-cutting across the board. And they made the right decision in cutting Braun Strowman in in a lot of ways. His contract was bloated. He has been around since I think it was 2013 when he debuted first in the WWE and he really never lived up to any of his potential. His
0: his feud with Roman was very good. The first
2: feud. his feud with Roman was good, but he didn't do, he didn't have great moments. He he consistently disappointed when it came WrestleMania time, they just didn't have anything for him, which is why he was feuding with Shane this year. If you keep Roman, if you keep Braun Strowman and his massive contract, a million dollars plus a year, there's no good spot for him. He's not a great babyface because he's very hard to get sympathy on. He's not a great heel because he's not a good promo. And the crowd doesn't buy it one way or the other. They turned him into a choo-choo train, and the audience <laughs> didn't give a shit. It was surprising in the moment. I think Braun of anybody here will most likely wind up coming back at some point. I think he's going to go somewhere else. He's going to learn a new hold they're no longer warehousing talent. I think getting rid of Lana, Lana wanted out for a while when they got rid of Rusev. They didn't want to let her go. It's a disappointing thing because I think she should have been a megastar for them, given her look, given her personality, given her media savvy. Great she manager. Had a, she was a great, great manager, manager, but she had a big contract and, and that's fine. The Aleister Black one was shocking just from a super inside baseball like thing is they did all those vignettes with him and the Dark Father that were animated. And that means your graphics team is held up. And I've had to deal with uh, when you can't get anything made by the WWE graphics team because they're making elaborate animation. You waste a lot of time. There's a lot of opportunity cost. And then you debut him with this, this new gimmick against Big E in the main event of SmackDown. And then he's just gone. The, the dude, two- that,
0: that, the new like eye contact thing look he had was awesome. I thought he looked great. It was good.
2: Back. There were plans for it. It was a strange decision. The, the two that bother me the most is cutting Ruby Riot and cutting Murphy, because I get cost-cutting measures. Neither one of them could be terribly expensive. Ruby Riot was beloved backstage, and not only was she a strong female talent for them to work with, she was one of the only credible tag teams they had left in the entire division, and then they wonder why the division sucks. Murphy did everything they asked of him to do. He was always consistently great whenever they gave him TV time. He doesn't cost them a lot of money and you're going back on tour. You need to fill house shows. These are role players where Ruby Riot and Murphy, if they get snapped up by AEW and AEW would be smart to get them. These are great role fillers. Neither one of them are main eventers, but they will make your show better. And when you cut cheap talent, who make your show better? You're making bad decisions. Santana Garrett never got her shot on the main roster. I worked with her before in AEW. She's very no, sweet. No MLW,
0: MLW. MLW.
2: What did I? Uh, sorry, yeah. that's future me fearing what's going to happen when Tony Khan cuts me a check um but it's a, it's a very nice girl oh, i don't on, think she moved the needle one i would gladly take the money fuck it yeah, i have yeah, no yeah. i have no conscious <laughs> he, uh, dan um, he
3: does this every week
2: i do this <laughs> i do this two to three <laughs> uh, No, no, mike i do this three times a week so uh, yeah, like, yeah, we, we yeah, know me and, that me
0: and robert uh we're, we're, I, I see yes, it more than my wife at this point
2: i think braun was the big initial surprise but it's not it's, the thing is it's not going to move the needle no one's going to not tune into raw because braun stroman isn't there in the same way no one was watching raw because braun Strowman was there and nick khan if he's the one who made this decision made the right choice by looking at the roster and saying this guy isn't going to be your top star it'd be great to keep him if we could afford it but it's better to have that money
0: uh okay scott who who would you classify as good fires versus bad fires
1: oh this is tough okay so in terms of Ruby Riot, I think it's a bad fire in the sense that they really could have done something with her. She's really talented in the ring, and she has a look, like a genuine look uh, that's not just her hair, it's her. She looks a specific way, and it looks fucking cool. Um, so I think that's a major fail. As girlfriend of Slipknot, Roddy uh, as, 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 a, as, as a fan of AEW, I, I get excited because I go, she could really help out uh, the women's division uh so that's how i feel about that one murphy same situation fail on their part but also he's a guy who wanted his release a little while ago now they're cutting costs goodbye same with alistair i get it it's a new gimmick but he did want to leave a little while ago goodbye uh alistair's i'm the most excited for him to go other places because i think he could be the biggest star in the world if if it was figured out properly uh, so I really want to see him in AEW. I really want to see Murphy in AEW. I don't want to see Braun do wrestling. I want Braun to go try to do other things and then maybe come back to WWE. Yeah, but I think Braun should be just, in movies, man. Braun, I Braun think he would just movies. bleed a company, man. I, I, I think I think AEW, it, it would get too much backlash from fans, and then what do you actually do? Dude, and let's be honest. Here's the thing about these giants. It's like they're not functioning wrestlers. Like They don't function as wrestlers. They just don't. Who's a great giant? He doesn't no, exist. No, but you can't get suck. bigger than
0: Brock Lesnar and, and be a good worker. Uh, Andre?
1: No, when- I mean, Andre when, wasn't
0: good in the ring. No,
1: Andre's or, just a giant, you know? I mean, these great. men are like physically- like, He's a great, incapable. he's a
0: great look. He's the most charismatic guy ever. But. No,
1: but then you go, oh, what else are they supposed to do if you're not a wrestler? Like these people don't get hired for other things. So it's like, I mean, I feel bad for Braun in a sense where I go, what does a giant do? Like, can you collect disability for being a giant? <laughs>
2: He's training for the next capital riot, dude.
1: He he's like
0: he's a movie. He's a B movie director's dream. I, that's the thing. Is I like, guess you're right. I guess he, you're right. You know, it's funny for a guy that hates unions, he's really gonna rely, rely on SAG for the next couple of years. You know, he's, yeah, he yeah. he really uh, he, he you know, he was already in the Will Ferrell that Sherlock Holmes movie, which wasn't very good apparently, but like he has he you know, if they redid Revenge of the Nerds, the first person I would call would be Braun Strowman. Yeah, he I mean, have a really great look.
3: Kurgan's still working you know
0: yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. It's, it's all about the look If Nathan Jones is working the Braun will be in movies yeah I just yeah.
1: hope he stays away from wrestling I mean dude I went into a 7-11 this morning and he was on a few items in the store you know he, he was like a face of that company uh he's
2: in the new wave of action figures that they announced today two,
1: two new <laughs> waves they announced today two separate you know like elite and some other bullshit Mike would know better but basics yeah, uh, obviously these were like you know very new decisions, but I also think WWE should only have like 15 people on the roster, and then people should be independent contractors. They should go where they want. I know that's not what WWE's doing right now, but free people up, man. Let them make money. So what
2: Scott's saying is they were right to keep Jackson Riker and pushing him as a babyface. Now is a good no, idea. No,
1: no, no. I'm not saying that, but I know that's that exactly you, what I heard. I, this is what I'm saying. If you fire Jackson Riker he he's done. He goes nowhere. If you fire Buddy Murphy, Uh, besides Nancy Pelosi's office, hey, listen, they (laughs) fired people. They fired people that can make a living outside of this company. Um, There are guys that they decided to hire that they have to keep forever. Otherwise they're going to shoot themselves because they're incapable of anything else.
3: Vince is okay with that. (laughs) <laughs> i mean i'll just quickly say I, I, I won't i won't go over everybody but i think you know it sucks when anyone gets fired i won't say who i think should be and who should oh no, no it sucks um but at the same time i'll say that you know i've heard this company is making more money than it ever has so <laughs> the idea of cost cutting is you know a little cruel um at this, this point is so disney buys them by the way this is a
1: hundred percent a corporate movie I, d- so. I disagree but we'll talk about that uh if you guys want to
3: well, sure. well I, we're we're lie i think we should let's yeah. let's wait and see how that plays out but okay yeah. i um, will say this i hope that braun strowman is in movies so that scott comes back on this podcast and admits how good of an actor batista is
0: (laughs) we gotta end that we gotta end it with that folks before we get out (laughs) uh, i want to talk about next week's show we got the roses sting we're also going to be doing show in hell joker sting uh mike will be tweeting out uh the promo that we're going to watch uh and new japan corner is back we're going to be reviewing dominion the last two matches between Jeff Cobb and Abushi and Okada and Shingo should be barn burners. And my, maybe one of my favorite segments ever that I've pitched, we're going to do next week. What other animated characters should Seth Rollins play? That's right. He's a fucking animated dog on Netflix right now. And I don't think that should be the stop. We talk about Braun being in movies. Well, I think Seth is the next great voiceover actor. Move over. Frog from WB commercials, Seth Rollins has arrived. Uh, I am on danstgermaine.net. I'm going to be at Laugh It Up Comedy Club in Poughkeepsie next weekend. It's probably going to be one of the last last times for a while that you see me do stand-up. I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break. Uh, Please leave a uh, five-star review for us. We're at 4.5. You want to get to five, guys? Uh, Leave more comments. Um, Join our Twitter. We want to get to 1,000. Uh, we already, you know, our YouTube channel is up to over 500 people, but we, you know, we want to keep going with that. We want to keep you know, yeah. the Facebook group coming. Uh, we, we want more, you know, you heard our Patreon schedule, some really phenomenal shows going coming on. And I really do think for $10, you get, you know, you, you essentially get at least like six or seven extra shows a month. So it's a pretty great deal. And if, if it's $5, you're going to get two extra roasts and an extra show a month. It, it's in my, it's in my opinion, the best deal, Uh, in patreon right now uh but i the money does go directly to me so of course i'm going to say that uh and uh thank you guys i hope you had a great memorial day weekend i know it's you know about we're about a week out from it but uh this was a really fun show mike
3: yeah you can follow me on uh mike lawrence comedy uh on uh instagram and yeah great reviews help us uh it all helps the tweets help uh patreon everything read the uh, word
0: talk about us on forums we, we just sending we, us money
3: helps I just, wanna, <laughs> I just want to say our patreon roasts are as good if not better than our regular roasts sometimes
0: and this cm punk one is going to be a blast dude also like look, man i i know reddit's a i know reddit's a, sometimes a, as a dumpster fire but you know, those threads really help us on Reddit. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was kicked off Reddit for spamming, okay? I, I spammed our show. I, I'm no longer allowed on Reddit, but you guys can start forums about us on Reddit. So uh, if I could, uh, if I could uh, outsource that job to our fans, that would be terrific. We have the best fans in the world. The best fans in the world.
2: Robert? Follow us on Parler, on 4chan. Uh, really put us over there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at wwcreative_ish, underscore ISH. And I disagree. I think our first t-shirt that we make for the new show has to be about Dan's dog uh if if you agree go on twitter go on facebook demand that our first shirt is about dan's well, dog maybe okay during raw show. i'm gonna
0: do a poll it's gonna be so, uh, either a dan's dog shirt or um uh batista dick or what a batista deacon whatever scott what do you say can you do it again i'm sorry no dude
1: you bombed it uh, no, <laughs> scott, it was, it was deacon deacon batista
0: or or
3: or the forbidden dork Deacon, Deacon batista,
0: or a shirt where it's just me being
3: attacked by wild dogs and it says wrestle yeah. and they're and they're all voiced by seth rollins
0: <laughs> yeah. one of the dogs will have seth rollins's face on it so those are your two options decon batista or uh the dog shirt um <laughs> we're so stupid scott what do you what do you got
1: uh, scott underscore Chaplin on uh, instagram and twitter all right and zachariah was a bullfrog wash
0: your hands Guys, wash your goddamn hands, and thank you for tuning in to Wrestle Roasts.